If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Game show, and we're stunned here. We can't believe that this result happened. So the Eagles lose 20-14. to 14. They are no longer uh, undefeated, and the, the big play at the end is a third and nine interception by Tony Adams, who takes it back. The Jets then score a touchdown. The Eagles let him score, thinking they have a chance to get back into the game with a minute 43 or whatever it was. The fourth Eagles turnover of the day, the third interception by Jalen Hurts, and poof, just like that, the Eagles' undefeated record is gone. In fact, there are no longer undefeated teams in the NFL today. Uh, this is the Pond La Hockey Post Game Show. I'm Mike Missinelli. Derek Gunn, Seth Joyner. Um, I mean, it's just stunned. We're it's stunned in disbelief. This was a game where you thought the, you know, they didn't play their best, but the Jets could not score. And then all of a sudden, you let them hang around, and that result happens. You know, Mike, uh, first of all, who would have thought the 49ers and the Eagles both would have lost on the same day? Cleveland playing without Deshaun Watson. They beat the 49ers. And the Jets. The top four defensive backs are gone. The, their wide receiver, Garrett Wilson, got hurt and came back in the game. And they turn around and lose to this team. One of my trusted confidants on the field for the Eagles just texted me a few moments ago. Now, normally I don't like to swear, but he said, we played like ass. And I hate to say that, but I can't find a better description, Seth, can you, in terms of how to describe the way the Eagles played in this game today. I never thought this Jets defense could hold this team to under 25, 26 points in this game. Well, I mean, we knew that the Jets had a good defense, but I mean, I think it's a combination of two things that work here. Um, one, you know, we talked about in the pregame, you have to respect your opponent in the National Football League because there's a reason why you play the game. Second of all, you know, I just didn't think the Eagles did a very good job of coaching, um, in my opinion. I think Jalen Hurts at times looked confused on the field. Um, you know, those three interceptions, he really didn't look like he knew where to go with the ball, where what to do with the ball. Um, and, you know, when a quarterback is confused in that manner, to me that goes more to the coach than it does the player because it's the coach's job to take the pawns on the board and, and, and the pieces on the board and be able to manipulate them in a way where you can have success. Um, just a disappointing game across the board. I mean, even from a defensive perspective. And I get it. It was like a mass unit. Every time you turn around, somebody else is going out of the game. But at the other end of the spectrum, too, on the offensive side, you've got to help Jack Driscoll. You can't ask Jack Driscoll to do what Lane Johnson does all by himself in obvious passing situations. And D-Gun, I said it at the beginning of the game. When I asked, um, um, when I asked John, I'm like, oh, where, where does the team rank? Run the pass, Okay. And he was like, this is a game where, you know, the Eagles are going to feel like they can go out and throw the football and win the football game. And I said, what? Oh, so you're telling me they're going to throw it 50 times a day? Jalen Hurts threw the ball 50 times today. Now, it's not going to look like it says 45 on the sheet, but when you look at those plays where he took off and he scrambled, yeah. he had over 50 passing attempts. That 
in my opinion, is criminal. You're the number one rushing team in the National Football right. League, and that's you're right. playing against a defense that's ranked 29th against the run. And you come out and you throw the ball 50 damn times? Come on, you man. Know, exactly. Seth, come on. Seth, they, the, the Jets sat in a zone, and, and really Jalen was forced to play Sandlot football all day. He was, no, he wasn't. He was, well, yeah, he was Mike, flipping out, out, out of the pocket. So, so, so add, out of the pocket the whole time. So, so answer this question for me, okay? Why does every other team – have cover two beaters, cover three beaters, cover four beaters, cover six beaters. And yeah. you're telling me that Jalen Hurts can't sit in the pocket and, and, and dissect the zone? Well, did he? Did it look like he was doing that? Okay, so then talk to me about the routes. Why, if, if everybody well, I, else listen, can do I, it? I don't know what the play calls were today. All I know is that, that That's he, my he point. had to scramble out of that pocket constantly and didn't look like he was comfortable sitting in a pocket to throw against his own. And now I maybe said he, it. Maybe he saw, he saw ghosts out there. And I don't I, know what it and was. And I said it in the pregame. I was like, this is a game where Jalen Hurts is going to have to stand in the pocket, okay, and dissect the zone. Because when you're down to your fifth and sixth cornerback, they're starting. Your top four cornerbacks are out. out. Guess what they're going to play? They're not going to play man. They're going to play zone. Exactly. So, so then you have so to. So whose fault is it then? Who, is, is it the play calling I, or is it the quarterback not recognizing that? It, it's got to be a combination because there's only so many. You got a single high safety. There's so, only so many zones you can play, right? If you got two high safeties, there's only so many zones you can play. To so me, it looked like zone, the zone presented a lot of personnel that he, was, he saw. That, that he saw various guys in the area, and, and he was reluctant to stay in that pocket and deliver that football. And the last play, the interception, was just like that. Well, he, you can't, he actually forced that ball with, with, with two guys sitting in his zone. When you're playing a zone, okay, early in the game, what they did is there was a lot of balls that went to DeAndre Swift. Why? Because they're sitting back in the zone. If you're going to release five guys into a route, okay, and you only got four guys underneath, that means there's somebody that's going to be open in the zone. And more times than not, that's either the back to the flat or that's the, that's the running back coming out running the F under. Take the four or five yards on first down if you're going to throw the ball. You're not going to be able to push the ball down the field against zone, especially against fast defenses like the Jets and guys who sit back and read the quarterback. But if you try to push the ball down the, down the field, you wait for routes to develop down the field, guess what's going to happen? Your quarterback is going to have to run. He's going to have to scramble. He's going to have to make plays with his legs the way that Jalen Hurts was forced to do. And then when defensive coordinators are smart enough to keep you in the pocket, now he's forcing you to operate from the pocket. And Jalen Hurts couldn't do it today. All right, well, let, let's also add to the equation. You have to give the Jets' defensive front some, some credit because once Lane Johnson went out of the game, they put the heat on Jalen Hurts. How many times they force him out of the pocket and force him to either throw the ball away or force him to, to throw on the run. Now, to your point, there were some times when Jalen had to make snap decisions. He did. Devontae Smith, uncustomary, mm -hmm. drops two balls. Kenneth Gainwell on a key throw on a, could have been a dropped first down. Ball. Dropped the ball. I agree. So other players also contributed it to this as well. But once Lane Johnson went out, Robert Sala and those guys identified, here's what we're going to do. And they kept bringing, they kept bringing safeties down in the box, corners down in the box, and you're thinking, wait a minute, you're going to leave the number five, six, seven, and eight cornerbacks one on one with the likes of AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Robert Sala took a river, riverboat gambler approach to this game today. He forced the issue. Well, he picked his spots. Yeah, yeah. he picked his spots. 
but they played a lot of zone. Yes, they did. And then the yes, issue is, the issue is, if if you're sitting there and you're watching, you're watching Jack Driscoll get beat like a war drum, okay? At some point in time, from a protection standpoint, you got to say, okay, we got to go to 12 personnel. If your intent is to keep Dallas Goddard on the field yes, and yes. you want him involved in the pass, then you have to go 12 personnel and you got to keep Jack Driscoll in yes. on the right side to help not Jack Stoll, Jack I should Stoll. say. Yeah. You got to keep him in to help Jack Driscoll. You can't just leave him. He was getting beat on every single uh, play. What did, I, what did I tell you when they brought him in? I said they should have put, put him, in him at guard. You can't put him at tackle. So the same thing happened with him last year when Lane Johnson went out of a game. He got beat like a drum. I don't know why Nick Sirianni chose to put him back at the tackle spot. I would have put him at right guard and moved somebody else out to tackle. He's a much better guard than he is a tackle, and he got exposed on that if right side. If you're going to play him, then you have to help him. Yes, you do. Especially when you get in the second and long and third long, third and long situations, and it's an obvious passing situation. You have to give him help. Listen, there's no question that Lane Johnson going out early in the game hurt them. But Driscoll is their backup tackle, D-Gun. I mean, that's how they list him as the backup he, hey, tackle. Mike, Mike, he was the backup tackle last year. They should have learned their lesson then. But they didn't learn their lesson. Exactly. So that, that's a, definitely and, and, a factor. But let me just say, the Eagles' defense saved their butt uh, in a lot of ways today. The, the Jets were 0 for 3 in the red zone until that last touchdown, which the Eagles gave them. So the Eagles' defense really churned it up today to keep them out of the end zone. Now, it's not the greatest offense, and this is not the greatest quarterback as far as seeing the field. But the Eagles' defense, I thought, was really in, in a, on a mission to save them today when the offense wasn't doing anything. They, I mean, you mean to tell me you don't score a point in the second half? No. Seriously. So you let, can't, you, no. So it was so, one of those dog so, day afternoons. So let me ask you guys this question, okay? Are you just going to let them walk in the end zone or the success that your defense has had, even if, you know, even if the situation is what it is? So, so if they kick the field goal, they're up by one. But I would rather do that than let them walk in the end zone knowing that you got to go the other way and score a touchdown. Touch yeah, game. but what, are, what other alternative did they really have? Seth? They were going to chew up the clock there and kick a field goal yeah, to win. They had three timeouts. Just use no, the they, timeout. No, they were down to two. They were, they were down to two. Yeah, because they lost one. They so lost let one. It yeah. be, let it be what it is. At least I'm going to – I'm going to let my defense try to minimize the damage. I would rather minimize the damage than give up seven. You give up seven, now it's not three that you're going to get – that's actually going to help you get back into the game. You need seven back the other way. I think most coaches would do the same thing, though. Let them score. I've seen, I've seen because teams, they're going to burn, teams do burn that, that clock down. And, and the fact of the matter is, you've got to have faith in your offense to get the ball down the field, finally. And, and Hertz did make a great third-down conversion on that drive until he foolishly threw in, into that, that, that. That guy was – Goddard was gated there. Yeah. And you've got to yeah. be able to see that play. That's just a horrible, well, horrible I tell play. Well, I tell you what he, what he, what he thought was really going to happen is you had the guys dropping. You had A.J. running the route on the outside. I promise you, he thought that guy on the outside would go and help A.J. and that he could get that guy inside. But that's what I'm saying. It's one of those situations where, listen, you got to give Robert Sala. Robert Sala is a defensive genius, man. You got to give him a lot of credit because in the second half, the Eagles' offense didn't do anything, Okay. It's, it's not like he went and found some new players in the, in the second half, D-Gun, and all of a sudden figured out how to stop this offense. True. He employed some things and made some adjustments yes, at halftime, you know, that confused the hell out of not only Jalen Hurts, but it confused the hell out of Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni. They had no answer for, for what they saw in the second half whatsoever. 
I, I understand that. But but you know, the same token, the Jets, they, they had they, their only third down conversions came on that one drive where they got the 12th point on a field goal. I mean, they were, the, the Eagles defense had really shut them down completely. It, somewhere along the line, when you have that final drive and, and you're, you plan for that final drive, right? You, you let them score. You plan for the final drive. You're showing faith in your offense to get the ball down the field. And he makes a terrible, terrible decision. I, listen, I know that Jalen Hurts has rewarded this town with, with a lot of great play. That's a terrible decision when you're trying to beat a team that you're better than. You've got to be able to get that ball back down the field. And hey, listen, there was a lot of bad decisions, okay? And the defense held up as long as it could. You asked the defense to do a lot. But the one thing that a defense can't overcome is four turnovers on the other side of the ball, okay? The odds say that after two turnovers, the percentages go down exponentially if you win in the football game. Four turnovers? No, I mean, you can't, you can't I turn it, the ball but, over but that But the fourth turnover is what prevents them from winning the game. They still have a chance with three turnovers to win the game if he doesn't get intercepted there. Yeah, but you're talking about ifs. Okay, I, I can talk about if if AJ Brown is running full speed, that's a touchdown instead of that ball being I get overthrown. It. I get if it. Devontae Smith doesn't drop two or three balls, you know those are converted, you know first downs instead of us having to punt. There's a whole lot of ifs. I get it. My and point enough, is, there's enough it ifs comes and down. To go around I for everybody. totally get it. My point: it, it comes down to a final drive that they did not complete to win the game. All right, let, let, let's look at it like this. How many times have the Eagles escaped this season in games they could have lost? Okay? Every, every now and then, the laws of averages catch up to you. Now, this was by far their worst performance of the season, no question about that. But when you think Not about it, well, you think about yeah, but look, look. Yeah, it the was. Offense had off day. Yeah, it Offensively, was. no, it yeah, wasn't. It was. the offense you let had an Zach day. Wilson, who looked pedestrian in every other game that he played, you, let, you allowed him to look to find confidence to okay? where where did he find confidence he didn't he, listen, he couldn't get the ball in the end zone he didn't have to get it in the end zone he didn't have to You're get not it gonna in the win end that zone. game of four field goals he didn't turn the ball over no I, I promise no. you this is the probably the first game he's played this year that he hadn't turned the ball over and i know his numbers yeah 19 for 33 186 and yards five times. and five and Zach Wilson didn't do anything to win this damn game. He did. He did enough well, he, I, to help he the got defense him with the hang around to long enough to do what goals. they needed to do. Their offense did nothing. With Zach Wilson, Brees Hall had 12 carries at 39 yards. They lose this game? Are you kidding me? You got to be able yeah, to turn the ball over four times. That, yeah. that team should he not did, be able to outscore you. Just you turned it over four times. Field goal position. He did nothing. Because he, he got he him in field goal he position. He got to the red zone and didn't get it in the end zone look, four look. times. He got him in field goal position, didn't he? And, and that's not going to win. The, they, the Eagles still have the have the, the lead, even, even if they get four field goals. Just make it they Mike, have Mike. the lead. They have the lead by two points, Mike. They have the lead. They have the lead by two points. They probably would have won the game if Hertz is not intercepted. There you go with them ifs again. If ifs and ifs. If <laughs> like that's, that's not look. That's not, look, cre- that's well, not giving the Jets credit for doing anything offensively. Why not? Why But what they they did enough on the turnovers they got from their defense to stay with their <laughs> they, striking distance. What did distance. they do, Derek? They stayed with their striking distance. Mike, that's all they needed was a chance. The defense held the mo- one of the most potent offenses in the NFL if, to if 14 points. a terrible throw, if, the Eagles win the game. Guess what, Mike? Every go. quarterback makes bad plays. Hurts made abundance of them today. 
Okay. All right. And, and, and you now have weapons two chances. Number one, he was intercepted. Number two, he, 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 they, they didn't get the ball down the field after they let the okay. Jets score. What about the guys who drop passes and normally don't uh, drop passes? That's part of the equation as well. Total of the game. I'm focused on when you have to win a game and you have to make plays and you have the ball in your hands and you don't do it. Mike, you're a good team. You're supposed to be able to win Mike, that game. You're Every talking about team has an off game, and this was their worst game of you're the season, talking, Mike. You're talking about situations. Listen, those types of situations you're talking about, the odds say that when you operate in that manner sooner or later, it doesn't work out for you, okay? The Eagles didn't lose the game at the end. The Eagles lost this game way back in the first half when they didn't score enough points and they didn't take care of the football when, the, when it was warranted, Okay. I, now I you put yourself that. when you put yourself in that situation where you got to go down and score at the end. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it and, worked, for the, and for it the most out part, more for a team that's undefeated. It should work out for a team that supposedly is the one or two team in the NFC. Hey, listen. It didn't work out for the San Francisco 49ers today either, did it? They played a better team. Without the starting quarterback. Without the starting quarterback. Cleveland's defense is, is a highly ranked defense. And, 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 Rob, and Robert Sala is a highly ranked defense. What the Niners did today is irrelevant to no, me. No, 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 what no. the Eagles did today is relevant. It's and, all relevant. And, and they gave that it's game all away. You want to know why it's relevant? Because the Eagles blew an opportunity to take the number one seed in the, in the NFC conference, yes. that's why it's relevant. That's why what, what the 49ers did, to, did today was relevant. When they took the field, when they came in at halftime, they knew that all they had to do was win this game today, and they would have been the number one seed in the National Football you. Conference. Okay? Also, the 49ers had, uh, are, were coming off a tougher game the week before than the Eagles were. So, But, again, this is not the – I don't care about the 49ers. What I care about is this team – was supposed to be a good team, and, and they gave this game away with the lead. Even, and the Jets did nothing to deserve winning that game. The Eagles gift-wrapped a game for that. Okay, but hold up, Mike. Is Kansas City a good team? Yes. They gave away the season opener. Is Buffalo a good team? Are we in the They're giving away two games. Here? Is Miami what, what a good about, team? They've Derek. given away a team as well. Is Detroit what, a good what, team? It's They've not, given it's away. Like, it's it not, happens, Mike. That's the laws okay. of averages it, it in football. It like you're letting this team off the hook. We're well, not letting them off the hook. They had a bad day today. They had no, a Mike, dog day you know and they got Mike, bit. You're they making, got bit today, Mike. You're making, you're making a blanket statement about the Eagles, and you're not realizing that it works It works the same way with every other team. It works the same way. Listen, the Eagles had the lead in this game. They would have still had the lead. They would have won the game had he not thrown a foolish interception on third down. That's my point. And then once they got the ball back, they couldn't do it again. I, I don't understand Mike, how you two can sit yeah, here and say, well, it I'm, happens you know in why? the NFL. It does happen because every, quarter, every quarterback in the NFL throws a bad interception, Mike. Look at the teams this Eagles team has faced this year. They have faced a collection of some of the best defensive minds in the game, all right? Bill Belichick, Brian Flores, and now Robert Sala, okay? Eventually, somebody was going to find some way, somehow, to get the best of this team. It happens, Mike. It doesn't mean they're a bad team. I'm it means they had a bad, bad team. You just said I'm, they were a bad I did team. Not. I told the Jets, I no, said. No, no, you said the Eagles, Eagles were a bad, bad. team today. They they're lost. still a good team, Mike. I, I didn't say they weren't a good team. They're, Mike, Mike, they're Mike, obviously Mike, a good team. Mike, That's I got why I'm so you. disappointed. I got news for you, Mike. One question. They're going to lose another game, too. They might lose two or three more games this season, Mike. One question, Mike. Did you expect for this team to go undefeated? I expected them to beat the Jets. No, did you? No, that's not the question I asked. You keep talking in parallel. 
Bowls not, here. Like, that's not I don't, the, I, no. I'll ask no, you no, I am no. not looking at the 49ers. I am not looking at what they have to face in the future. I'm looking at to go undefeated. I expected them to be undefeated when they played the Miami Dolphins. Yes, I did. And they should have been undefeated. Okay. All right. So they're not allowed to have an so offense. Got, I can't believe what I'm hearing from you guys. Why not? Why not? You guys are like milk toast today. Look, really? Because look at everybody. Look at every way good to lose team. A game against a bad football look, team. Look, look at every good team in the National Football League has lost at least one game. Mike, it happens. There's so much parity in this league. <laughs> Anybody can win on any given Sunday. <laughs> My you not God, I can't this? believe what I'm hearing here. Why not? I, ju- I just I can't believe what I'm hearing. Why? Did What happened? Look at the way this game ended. We mean it happens. It happens, Mike. The Eagles Mike. had total control of this game. They had the lead until the guy throws it a pick. Mike, the worst thing you could do is it give happens. them the football. Whatever, whatever Robert Salah did work for him that <laughs> didn't work for the predecessor right, coordinated right. defense. Is, it right. worked for him today. Okay. You're searching for perfection uh, <laughs> in a game that's very, very imperfect, Mike. I mean, you know, sometimes things just happen. See, listen, Jalen Hurts thought that he had a guy open. He really didn't have him open. He didn't recognize the coverage. And things like that happen sometimes. You guys are taking it a lot lighter than I am. I I'm not taking play. it light at all, man. I got plenty of criticism. I'm very disappointed. I got plenty of criticism, and we got another two hours of this, and I got a TV <laughs> show of this and a uh, podcast you know of this this Wait, week. You know what? All right? I, I, I'm, in the mood. I'm in the mood right now to look for some IT engineering manufacturing people. That's right. That's what I want to do. So if you're looking right now to hire in the IT engineering, manufacturing, or technology fields, then contact Gary Kane and his team at Kane Partners Staffing Solutions. And here's how you can connect. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions, find the right people. I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. All right. So some shocking things happened in this game, not the least of which was Jake Elliott misses a 37-yard field goal. All right. All right. So weird things happen in this game. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that, that teams don't have a bad game every now and then. But this bad game happened when they had the lead. And a good team usually closes out a bad team. That's the only platform that I'm coming from today. And, and apparently, it's okay to lose in this fashion on, on this set. So, so go ahead. Have at it, D-Gun. Have, have at it. It's okay to lose. Is it not okay? <laughs> Would you expect, was the last team to go undefeated? The 72 Dolphins? Did you, know, you not I, expect there's going to be some landmines somewhere along the way not, in the National Football League? Did, yes. I did not expect the Eagles to Today go Today was that landmine. Did it happened, Mike. Go, uh, I didn't expect them to go undefeated. I'm not, I'm not giving the not, Eagles a mulligan for this game. I expect them to lose to this crap I offensive Mike, team. if I was a betting man, I would have bet the house the Eagles would have blown this team out by at okay. least 13 points. All right, then you're with me. It didn't happen. And, it's, and it so that's happen, my Mike. sense Plain of disappointment, why it's so heavy that they lost to this team. And they had the lead in the end. And? Did they have the lead when the game was over? Did they have the lead when the game was over? The laws of circumstances said he lost. Earlier, we talked about, well, the Jets 
The Jets made them do this. The Jets offense did. The Jets offense did squat. Think about oh, Zach, oh, Zach oh, Wilson oh, passed oh. for 155 yards in there, this game. There's a lot and of other intangibles. Rush for 39. What did they do? There's not, there's a lot of other intangibles that figure into this game, Mike. First of all, you lose a future Hall of Fame right tackle, right? If you're a good defensive mind, what are you going to try to do? Exploit that side of the field. Your automatic kicker missed a chip shot field goal. This man's made a 54-61. He misses the 30-something-yard field goal, Mike. It was just one of these dog day afternoons, man. And I'm not disagreeing with him. I'm just saying. So, in other words, I'm supposed what, to say. What are you going to do? I'm supposed to say when, when Jack Driscoll is the right tackle, yes. I'm supposed to expect that the Eagles aren't going to score a point in the second half. No, I'm you're supposed spo- to expect no, that. No, you're supposed to expect that Jalen Hurst is going to have to watch his right side more than, than when Lane Johnson's in there, which could disrupt the timing and the chemistry of certain offensive plays. And every That's time he telling. rolled out of the pocket, he had a chance to complete something. And, and he, mostly he did. No, and, and, no, and, no, a lot and of some time, people dropped balls, and, and he made some great yeah, plays and how coming many, out of that way. how many did he have to throw away also? Because nothing was open downfield. How's nothing open down the field when you're playing in zone? Look, obviously, whatever Robert Salad did showed him a mirage of things because this is not the first time we've seen Jalen Hurts roll out of a pocket, and when you look at the replay, you see somebody standing wide open in the middle of the field. He throws the ball away or throws it to the wrong receiver. This is not the first time it happened. He made some incredible escape moves today. And yes, made some he did. Incredible, incredible plays to stay alive. Yes, he did. Whether he threw a pass, whether he ran a football. But there were those plays when nothing was open down the field. He threw it out of bounds. What got, you do? They scored two touchdowns out of three times they got into the red zone. You mean to tell me that we can excuse the fact that they don't get to the red zone in the second half? Hey, look. The fact that they went two for three in the red zone is a miracle considering this team was 42% in the red zone this year. Okay? It's a, they got two. Uh, that's a plus. They figured out something. That's a plus. What else do you want, Mike? Right. Now, th- okay, granted, this is an explosive offense average of 28 points a game. Yeah. All right, guess what? As bad as the Jets' defense looks on paper, they only give up 21 a game. They're a good, they're what a good they? defense. Okay, I, then. I, I, something I, had to give in this game, and unfortunately, it gave for the team with the lesser personnel. Uh, it happens, You're not going to convince me this. It happens, premise. It's not. It's not going to sink in with me today. The, the Jets <laughs> Seth, were a team him, that man. could not him, score Seth. a touchdown in this game until the Eagles handed them one because they wanted to get the ball back. And I'm supposed to sit here and say it happens? Talk to they him, scored Seth. 14 points in the first half, got shut out. Okay, the Jets are a good defense. Are they good enough to shut out the Eagles? Today they were. <laughs> today they were, Mike. Whatever scheme they were running, right. whatever issues they forced Jalen Hurst to make in the second half, it worked out to them. So on this one day in time this year, they were good enough to shut this Eagles team out in the second half. He, gone, he act like he never seen the movie on any given Sunday. Thank you. Thank you. Any it's given, the, it's any the given Sunday when you don't show up with, your, with the best of your best, you can get, you can get beat. Because, you know there's, because there's only 1,676 players in the National Football League and this theory in people's minds that, you know, teams suck and that players, you know, because they <laughs> they got a 2-2 two and two record or their offense and, isn't that good. Stop it, man. You're, you're still, you're still playing sucks. the best of the best. Nobody is saying that the Eagles were going to go undefeated. What I'm saying to you here is that this should not have happened. 
The Eagles had the lead. I'm not disagreeing and, and with you. In the final two minutes of this game. We're not, we're, and, we're not disagreeing with you, Mike. We're not disagreeing with you. We are not disagreeing with the fact that this shouldn't have happened. There's no way when you look at on paper that the Eagles were supposed to lose this game. But the, but, the, but the fact no of the matter is they when, lost you, when you put the pads on and the ball's in play, That's right. anything oh, can happen. We're going to go with the, if you put the pads on, anything can happen? It's true. Absolutely. Is that what we're going to do Absolutely. today? Absolutely. Oh, my God. I can't take it. Mike, you act <laughs> like you've never been around sports before. <laughs> like you've never no, seen something like that I have been Come around on, sports. I have been around sports. And you're going to tell me you've you, never seen uh, this before? You guys, I believe, are you, being too cavalier about you, you're telling the me way they not, lost this game. You've not seen major upsets across the board, basketball, football, no. baseball, hockey. Any given Sunday? If I was writing the script, I could believe. It, it was a movie Sunday. script. I could believe it. It happened today, didn't it? It happened. <laughs> if, if Jamie Foxx was on the field, I could believe it. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. Seth. <laughs> Any given Seth, Sunday. I'm turning him over to you today, man. You can have him today, Mike. Uh, Seth. I'm stunned. Seth, I'm stunned talk, by both of y'all reaction. Hey, listen. I am. I'm not, I'm not happy that the Eagles lost. You know, there's a number of things that I'm not happy with. I'm not happy with the fact that they didn't come out and run the football, establish the, run, establish the running game in order to get to the pass. They just thought that they could line up every single down and just throw the ball. I'm disappointed that, you know, we didn't get up and be more aggressive at the line of scrimmage and put more pressure on Zach Wilson and force him to, to, to throw some interceptions and create some turnovers. I'm disappointed, you know, that Devontae Smith, after not getting the ball, dropped three of them, two or three of them today. So I'm not saying that it's okay. All right, let me, let me ask you about the game plan then. Let me ask you about the offensive game plan and what you saw there. Terrible. It was a terrible uh, game okay. plan. Okay. Well, th- 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 that's, that's on Brian Johnson. Somebody, okay, so somebody's got to be accountable for that, right? Brian Johnson. It, it can't, you can't just go, well, things like this happen if the game plan stinks to the point where they can't move the football against a zone defense or they can't establish the running game and they go away with it. It's a, it's a terrible coaching the, the, it's day, not, day it's as not well. Brian Johnson. There's no excuse for, ru- for running the football only 22 times against a defense giving up a buck 46 a game. Exactly. And he put the ball up in the air 45 times. There's no excuse for that. In his zone defense, what is, a, is that slant to A.J. Brown open the whole time? How many times did they go to that? Let's see. He had, How many uh, times did they go to catches. a quick passing game against that kind of a defense? Not Listen, enough. I, I've, I, Mike, I've talked about this before. The problem with Brian Johnson and Nick Sirianni and oftentimes Jalen Hurts is that they are reluctant to take what the defense is giving you. You know, they're so enamored with the big plays, the explosive plays, and not giving up the explosive plays, you know, that they lose sight of the fact that when you're playing against teams that play as much zone as they face today, that, you know, like the first the first series, they went 19 plays, 90 yards. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. You understand what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. If you got to do that, Four times in a game and score every single series, there's nothing wrong with that. 19 plays, 90 yards, and then a one-yard touchdown. Listen to me, okay? There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But people are so enamored with throwing the ball all over the map and the big plays and whatnot. And then when you, when you play these defensive wizards that know how to keep the ball under the shell of the defense, and, and all, all zones are not created equal. Most people play zone. We play zone where we drop to a landmark. You got flat players and you got hook players, and they sit there and they're looking at the quarterback, and you got routes that are designed to beat those, okay? What the Jets do is they play a combination of both. They play zone match, 
So soon as a guy gets in your zone, that's your guy. You latch on to him, okay? So now they're playing zone. The quarterback thinks it's zone, and he's waiting for guys to hit certain marks or find the dead zone in the, in, in the zone, and instead of them just sitting on their landmarks, they match up with the guy. Now all of a sudden the guy you thought was going to be open isn't open, you know? So And, and there's no – there's no way you can decipher that until it's like in the moment. That's why you got to be disciplined enough to just take the check down. Just take what the defense is giving you instead of trying to force okay. the ball down right. the field. So they had two chances to do that in the fourth quarter. Two chances. They got to the Jets 42 twice in the fourth quarter. The last with 11-11 on the bomb to A.J. Brown. A monster play where he bodied up the cornerback and makes a reception down there. From there they get what? They get Rugats. As we say in, in, in Italy, <laughs> they, they get that. They, they missed field goal, and before is, is the, uh, the sack interception. So they, they, get, they made big plays to get to a spot, and in the fourth quarter didn't move the ball at all any further. Now, now come on. Are you kidding me? This offense can't move. The, once they get a big play that buoys them, they can't move the ball any further to clinch the deal in this game. Mike. As potent as this offense is, every week it's not going to be perfect. There are going to be landmines along the they way, Mike. And this was a lo- position at the look, 42, I Derek. Get that. I get that, Mike, but you have to give credit where credit is due. Robert Sellers' defense came out and played today, okay? They, they flat out came out and played today. They forced some of the issues. Granted, the Eagles didn't help themselves dropping the ball, play calling, whatever you want. The f- discrepancy of 45 passes to 22 runs starts with Brian Johnson. You control the clock. You control the clock. It's a different ball game. He played right into the Jets' hands. Okay, so so it's on Brian Johnson. Okay, so when both times when they get to the forty-two, how about an offense that has some rhythm? All right, let's use some rhythm here. Let's run. Let's throw a slant. Let's do something to control the football to get even closer. Nothing. And do so. Who is? Let's go back to who's it on then. That's on the coordinator, right? Okay, it's on the okay. coordinator. It's also maybe on a quarterback who couldn't make a play there. Maybe the quarterback couldn't overcome what Robert Sala was throwing at him at times, Mike. And it, how many times have we talked about coordinators who've given this offense fit this he, year? He couldn't overcome? He couldn't overcome? He, I mean, he did. He, he, almost he, won, did. he almost won the MVP last year. All of okay. a sudden, he can't play? Almost. They almost won the Super Bowl. Did they win it? <laughs> they win. Did what he mean, win he, the MVP? He can't overcome. He, what do you mean, Mike? He, he's a talent. And so. There's a bunch of talents. You don't think other teams have talents also? They get paid to make yeah, plays. Yeah, I tell you. It happens. I'm trying to crack you guys, and, you, and well, you, I'm no, not cracking you. It's not going to happen. No, no, Mike. All We're right. watching this game. I've been covering this game too long, Mike. We see it happen every year. All right. It happens just, all the time. It's just the realistic nature, man. They're, you're going to face a team every once in a while that's really motivated to, to compete against you. And – you know, if you the longer you let them hang around, you know, I've, I've seen it. I've experienced it way too many times. The longer you let a team that you're supposed to beat hang around, the more problems you're going to have in the end. Because all of a sudden, Zach Wilson started to look like he believed he could he could throw the ball enough. Where? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> let me finish what I'm saying. Okay. Okay? All of a sudden, Zach Wilson – Decided he decided to look like, oh, you know, maybe I can get something done here. Brees Hall, in the second half, he started running with much more conviction. The defensive players for the Jets started flying to the football with a lot more conviction. You Absolutely. understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because they hung around so long that they began to believe that, hey, you know what? We've got a chance to win this football game. 
I saw nothing that Zach Johnson did to to, to Zach Mike, Wilson. Mike, that Zach say, Wilson did. You can say to win whatever. This game for you the can Jets. say whatever you want to say. Zero. Zach Wilson has lost more football games from the, for the Jets than he's won. He did not lose a football game for the Jets today. He didn't the turn Jets the ball won. over. Okay. So you can you can disparage him all you want. He did enough to keep it close enough until the defense could do what they need to do for the Jets to win the game. This is a guy who came into the game with four touchdown passes and five interceptions. Did he throw a pick today? He didn't play a world beater of a game, but all his coach asked him to do, don't cost us the game. Don't make a mistake. He got hit enough. He was sacked five times, didn't fumble the ball, didn't turn the ball over. He gave his team a chance to win. All of a sudden, his team's looking around. Man, we're only down two points. And, and we yeah, might have a chance They were here. down two points. And they still would have been down two points if Jalen Hurts hasn't thrown, thrown, thrown an interception. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So that's the, that's the bottom line. Whatever they did enough to win the game, they still trailed and probably would have lost the game had Hurts thrown an incompletion on that play. How many, quarterbacks, how many quarterbacks do you see Mike throwing a double and triple coverage at times? The bad ones do. No, they don't. The bad ones the Hall of Fame is double do coverage. Too. Hall of Fame quarterbacks do too, Mike. Very rarely. Okay. So Jalen Hurst has played with you. We were lauding him how he threw for 300-something yards last week. Okay. So he came and back we, and had a bad and, game and today. We, we laud him and, and we he played like him when you know, he played like a said, bad game. Look, like my, like my guy told me on the sidelines with the team, we played like ass today. That's what he said, Mike. That's the best way to describe it. They, the team played like did, ass today. And the beauty of that statement is they did play like ass and still should have won the game. Still should have, but they did. Not after four turnovers, they shouldn't have. Four turnovers? They got, they got what they deserved. They still if could the have won the game. If the fourth turnover doesn't happen, they're down three no, turnovers. They got right? what they, if they, the fourth they, one doesn't on, happen, they, they would have won they, the game with three no, turnovers. They got what they deserve. You cannot turn the football over in the National Football League and expect to win football games. I don't care what anybody says. All right. We'll take a break. Guess who's coming in? I bet you Mark Farzetta agrees with me. I bet you Farzetta's steamed. You act like I'm not steamed. I'm over here. You act like, you act like we just. I don't, uh, I don't know what man. you're doing over yeah. there. Like you, you're yeah. sitting back drinking a diet. No, he just, he, just, he just wants us to like. He's trying he, to get us He wants, no, to, no, I, he wants us to beat the Eagles up with of, him. Some kind of unity uh, bond or something today. I, I can't figure it out. Somebody's got to be the voice of reason Farzetta's got to even it out for me now. It is the Pondland Hockey Eagles postgame show. <laughs> Live from Ocean Casino, we're back after this. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. They're carving them up and good play calling along the way. First and goal at the six.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Staffing is not easy, but that's what we do every day, all day. The key to our success is storytelling, asking the right questions to find the right people. I'm Gary Kane, president of Kane Partners. We want to be your staffing partner. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC <laughs> Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Final Hockey Eagles postgame show. Yeah, they, they lose. They, they lose to the Jets. Jets fans invaded this place, had a reason to celebrate. And you know what they're doing now? They're killing them on the craps tables, for crying out loud. That's what the, the ramifications of a game like this. I a a third and nine interception by Tony Adams. Jalen Hurts, third interception of the game. That's what it is. Sparks the Jets to win 20-14. to 14. <laughs> and, and it's time for Mark Barzetta to add some sanity to this set. Hey, hey real quick. Barzy wait, wait, joins wait, wait, the hey, set. Hold up, real quick. Because uh, a lot of people have been inquiring on social media. Um, I reported during the game, and I'm just up at, updating it now. As for Lane Johnson, uh, he did have x-rays. The x-rays were negative. They will have an MRI tomorrow. So right now, that's thumbs up because they're going to need him against Miami. But, again, they still have to do an MRI tomorrow. That's good news. Yeah. All right, Mark Farzetta is brought to us by First Trust Bank. For the player you can count on wow, <laughs> today, it's, promo? it certainly wow. was not Jalen. Who's the player you can count on today, Mark? I'm exhausted with these yeah. guys. Go ahead. Yeah. Help I, me out. I mean, look, I, the only thing we can really be optimistic about today, uh, unfortunately, is the play of Hassan Reddick. Two and a half sacks today. Got into the backfield when the Eagles needed him to get into the backfield. You're looking at a guy who's got five and a half sacks in his last three games. You want to talk about a guy you could bank on with First Trust Bank. Hassan Reddick has been that guy. He has been him. And I think it is uh, the most obvious thing to say that, yes, the cast – definitely had an impact on his low numbers in production in the first three games of the season, Mike. But other than that, good God, that was a great opening segment by you guys. Let me tip my cap to you guys first and foremost. I, I, I get some breaking news. Both things can be true. You can acknowledge the fact that Jalen Hurts did not play well today, did not play well, especially in that fourth quarter. And I was in the green room with you guys, and we were all astonished by what Jalen Hurts was able to do in the first three quarters of, these, of this game with what he was able to do with the circus throws. Kenny Gainwell dropping a third and six beyond the line for the first down. And it was after a great scramble to buy time by Jalen Hurts. It was after great plays by Jalen Hurts. 
but he did not play in the money position of this game the way we're used to seeing Jalen Hurts do that. It's okay to think that Jalen Hurts is still going to be either an MVP candidate or at very least the well-earned franchise tag guy of the Philadelphia Eagles, the franchise guy of the Philadelphia Eagles. But it's also okay to acknowledge he played terrible today, especially in that fourth quarter. It's also okay to acknowledge that the Eagles played a terrible football game and without question played down to their opponent in the New York Jets. I think it's okay to acknowledge all those same things and still think the Eagles are going to be a pretty damn good team coming out of the NFC. There you go. Well, of course they are. There you go. Of course they're going to be but a good team. I, but, 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 I'm not, either the best or the, or the second best if, team in the NFC. If I, had to, if, I had, if I had to agree with any of you fine gentlemen today more so than the other, I got to go with Mike Miss on this one because I can't watch them play a game against the New York Jets the way they played this game against the New York Jets and turn the football over four times in this game and lose to the Jets. It was a red carpet of opportunity rolled out for this team today to be the only undefeated team left in the NFL, and unfortunately... They blew that opportunity uh, are, are with the way that the San Francisco 49ers choked against the Browns and the Eagles choked against the Jets. Are you speaking as a fan or as an objective journalist? I'm an objective. Fan, are you? Yes. Okay. How, how, how right. else would I look at it, in uh, all honesty? Hey, you know what? It wasn't supposed to happen. The script didn't play out the way we all thought it wouldn't have <laughs> been. The did it. The NFL did scripts? It. Did the script play out? <laughs> no. We all set up here and, and, and we well, I had 42 to 13. I had 42 to 13. There you go. We all set up here and beyond a shadow of a doubt, we thought this Eagles team would beat them by double-digit mm-hmm. points because they were down four, de- four defensive backs. Zach Wilson was the quarterback. Jets were averaging 18 points a game. Eagles averaging 28 points a game. There's no way on God's green earth that the script was going to be flipped. The universe was going to be upside down the way it was. And guess what happened, Farzi? It got upside down. Any given Sunday, the universe today was upside down. The I believe uh, the, medic, the clinical term is ass up. There you it go. It was the way it went today. However you want to describe uh, it, that's what but, it was but, today. But, but here's the thing. He would have done enough, and, and he would have still won the game with three turnovers had he not made a boneheaded decision right. to throw the interception that right. was the only chance that the Jets would have the, to win the game. The, the, it would have. Seriously. I mean, he, 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 well, he didn't do enough. Would've. They were winning for 15-12. He would have done enough with his three so turnovers if he well, doesn't make the fourth. He's gone from ifs to would've. To from uh, if no, to would've and, to and could've. And, and hold on one second because they got the ball back. How much time was left? No buck. Minute 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 change. One forty-six. Okay. One forty-six to get the ball back. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. What did they do? They moved the ball two yards. Yep. Yeah, they two, did. They moved it two yards, and we're sitting here and we're going, "It happens." Yeah. They, what was, they 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 what, what was the twenty yards? What, 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 what was the play calls? Mike, what was the play calls? I don't think the play calls. You want me to read them? Short pass incomplete, short right to AJ Brown. Uh, pass incomplete, short right to, to uh, Devontae Smith. But went with a short going, pass. Incomplete, threw two bad passes uh, in that. Hurts, short pass left to Devontae Smith for two yards. What are Jaylen, they doing? What, 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 what kind of drive Jaylen was that? What's the, common thing, the season? what's the common thing that you hear in that analogy of what happened in those three plays? Short passes? Why? Pass, Why? pass, pass incomplete. Why, Mike? Pass incomplete. Tell me, if you got, if you got a minute and 40-something seconds left on the clock, and you got two timeouts left. Why the hell aren't you running the ball? Uh, listen, Seth, I don't know. All I can tell you is they got it back with a minute 46, 
and they couldn't do anything with doesn't it. Doesn't matter so though. And, and why did he throw the second down throw? He couldn't get throw. the ball back down the field. Why which is what they planned for. Why did he throw a check down throws? Because the Jets defense was putting pressure on him. He didn't want to take the sack. Right or wrong, he didn't want to. What do you do? Get rid of the ball, Mike. Are, get the are ball they in somebody's hands, they man. want to get beat with a long play on that final possession? Mike, well, then take what if, what what if he had you? taken a sack on that? What would you have been saying then? Isn't that what I said? Isn't yes. that what I said? They, Eagles yes. had two timeouts, take, take, I believe, still left at that time as well. So if, you, if you're going to sit back and you're going to play zone. And they put okay. heat on your okay. quarterback. So they only gave him two yards? That's all that they gave him? Obviously. So. Really? What did really? They get? It happens? Listen. If you know that they got to go the length of the field to score, you're not dropping it five yards. You're dropping it ten yards, and you got exactly. Yeah. So how do you only gain two yards? So you throw the ball underneath, and you got guys that are watching the quarterback. And the minute his arm raised, they're breaking on the ball where his eyes are looking. Mike. Not only that, but the are guys up front, me? even though they went, <laughs> well, to, the Mike, guys up front were putting pressure on to force them to get rid of the ball. Mike, come they're, on, man. They're, Mike. they're allowed come on, to Mike. not Mike. complete a pass more than two on, yards Mike. when the, they're Mike. giving you space to complete a pass. Take the foot. Football education, okay? Just take it, man. Hey, wait, wait, hey, Mike. Somebody, hey, somebody wants to know. Hey, you know what the football education I got from two of y'all today? What's that? It happens. Yes, right. That's the football Mike, I Mike, got from you Mike, guys did you, today. Did you lose something today? It happens. Did, 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 oh, I didn't lose. Well, something. How about the play that they actually had somebody open underneath? You sure? Okay. All how right. about the play they actually had somebody open underneath? That man's name was AJ Brown, and, and Jalen Hurts overthrew him. And AJ Brown himself even turned around and with yelled fire at him. And, and, and yelled at his him. eyes. All right, all right, How many times is Jalen Hurts? Overthrown, missed wide open receivers this season, and they were able to capitalize on it because did up. Okay, yeah, it bit them in the backside. No, no, they first off, hold on. The analysis or saying that it happens is not wrong. We all know it we've happened. all watched enough sports that it does happen. Yes. Why did it happen today against the Jets? Let me ask you a question. Did Jalen Hurts have fire breathing, fire in his eyes when he threw that deep ball to? A.J. Brown, and he was just lollygagging down the field instead of running full speed? No, he was poised right as usual. So, and I agree with you on so, that. So, so what happened? No, no I understand. It, 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 it's it's, it's happened. Ish, I understand. It happened that. earlier. It happened then. It, he just overthrew him. I agree with you, but I didn't expect this game to be one big, heaping, steamy, stinky pile of ish. It's what, and what it was. I know it's fun to go, but Jalen Hurts and Brian Johnson, but let's just be honest here. Everybody, with the exception of maybe a couple of guys on defense, sucked today. This was not an individual's effort to be terrible. This was awful. If you go back to the Commanders game last year, the game that they lost, the only one other one they lost with Jalen Hurts start and finishing that game. Jalen Hurts played great in that game, and everything else was stinky around him. Stink. In this game, everything was terrible. Absolutely. It's hard to just pinpoint one thing and go, Absolutely. this guy, that guy, more than so this guy, less so that guy. But this was just straight terrible all sometimes, throughout. Sometimes, man, look, man. sometimes your opponent makes you play stinky. Okay? Sometimes that happens. You know, people don't – I mean, and they, listen, and pe people just don't want to admit they, the fact that you want to know something. Those guys on the other yeah. side of the get ball, paid they get paid too. to make plays. Right. They got talent as well. All right, look, and you right. just you just want to act like those guys just – They don't. They because, get because they get they're 2-2, and two, they come yeah. into this game or 2-3, yeah. and three, we want to we want to just assign it to them that they suck and everybody on their roster sucks that they don't have any ability no to make pro no bowl play. players on, no man. big money Stop. players I, I think Stop that. I think I think here here you go if you don't score after the two fit or excuse me the five fifty mark of the second quarter odds are you're probably gonna lose that game. Yep. The Eagles didn't score after the five fifty no, mark did. of the second quarter and they turned no, it over and they turned, turned the ball, the ball over. Half. You, you look at everything that combined for this loss. A.J. Brown half-heartedly running for a deep ball. He could have easily caught. That's a touchdown right there.
Devontae Smith dropping two passes. Kenneth Gainwell dropping the first down pass. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurst throwing three picks. DeAndre Swift fumbling in the middle of the field. I, I said at the beginning. The, it was I, the perfect storm that went against this team. During the pregame show, I said, all right. But it was almost a throwaway line. It was, you know, barring that they don't shoot themselves in the foot. They're going to win this game. Yeah, And repeatedly, not they only did they shoot themselves in the foot, the foot yep. but, yes, to your point, Seth, I do tip my cap in some regards to the Jets because, look, they punched the ball out of Dallas Goddard when they saw the ball was loose right on Dallas Goddard's hip and it ended up being the first interception. And the odd thing about this game also with Jalen Hurts' interceptions, they progressively got worse. Yes, they The first one, it was tipped out. Second one, he was hit as he throws. Third one, Mike, to your point, a thousand times over, ridiculously terrible decision. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm, hold, you, hold can, you can mount hold up all these right. things and say uh, JJ Brown should have ran fast for that for that long pass. It would have been a touchdown. You can say they could have yeah. done this. They could have done that. They still had the lead with the ball until the quarterback gave it to the other team, and then they got it back, and the quarterback moved it two yards. So, so, so it's, I, I don't want to hear it it's your assertion. It was within it's their your control. Your assertion that the that Eagles game. lost the game because of Jalen Hurts. Yes. Because he threw an interception at the worst possible time. How, not, mean, how does that happen? I, that's just a, they should have won the game with people saying no. They played like crap, but they still won the game. They had control of the of the game. It, they had the ball in their hands with the lead, even though it was a short lead. How do you say it happens? So you got fifty minutes of football that you just want to nullify and and bring it all down to. A 30-second play. Are plays that, at the end of the game more important than the play? Absolutely okay. they are. Well, then, in the heat of the moment, that play counts more than the plays you're looking you, back The only at. reason that it counts more is because the game was on the line. If they did what they were supposed to do in the first half, that play is not even a, a, an issue, Mike. I, I get it, Seth, but you can't go back. They had control. But you're, you're of, giving if scenarios as well, Mike. At the moment, they're not saying, well, I missed that long pass to A.J. Brown. At the moment, they're in control at 14 to 12. They made a third down conversion, and he's got the ball again to ice the game away. Look, Jalen Hurst should not have made that throw at the most pivotal point of a game. But I've seen every quarterback in the history of the planet since I've covered this game Get make a mistake make that like throw. that in a Absolutely. crucial point of a game. Absolutely. Guys in the Hall of Fame have made those mistakes at crucial points of a game. I'm not justifying Jalen Hurts. I'm not even making this. Jalen should not have thrown the football into that coverage. And, all right, that's, it that's, happened. That's, that's, that's where it it, there should be a period to your sentence. It happened. <laughs> the period did it not to happen? your sentence should be did Jalen not should happen? have thrown the but, ball in that but, situation. But, period. Did it not happen? Did it happen? <laughs> he threw it in there, didn't he? He did. It happened. <laughs> Plain and simple, it happened. Yeah, but all we have seen Plain from simple. J- all we have seen from Jalen Hurts throughout his career, with the exception of the one Commanders game where he couldn't do it, is he makes the play. He rises to the occasion. So you've been spoiled. And when everything, if you want to put it like that spoiled. to this point, yes, okay. sure. No, but that's see. fine. But I want to continue. To, if you're spoiled, you know what you want to do? Continue to be spoiled. See, I, I've said the this. Game, real, quick, real quick, the game against the Colts last year, remember that game against he the Colts? The play Everybody, that whole game was, again, the, the defense actually played well in that yes. game. Offense did not play well. But at the fourth in the fourth quarter, Jalen Hurts said, screw it all. I'm and he of, took advantage, yes, he took did. over, marched him down the field for his goal. That's what I was expecting. And that's what I thought was going to happen when A.J. Brown caught that 39-yard reception down the sideline yes. that they reviewed and upheld him. Sorry, Seth, go ahead. See, this, this is the reason. This is what's wrong with us as Philly fans and as Philly media people. This, 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 this right here, okay? So the Eagles went to the Super Bowl last year. They come in. We expect for the defense to be 
a little bit less because of what we Absolutely. lost. The transition. But we expect for the offense to be just as explosive as they were because as we ended. We yes. pick it up right where we left off, okay? They come out, they struggle. They struggle. They finally get together a little bit. The defense is playing better than we thought it was going to be, okay? I said it early on. Success always breeds great expectations, okay? So our great expectation is that the Eagles are never supposed to play a bad game. They are never supposed to make mistakes. And in an imperfect game, everything that they do is supposed to be perfect, okay? Yep, there you go. Tonight they weren't perfect, Mike. That's it in a nutshell. Weren't perfect. And I'm not, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not saying, Mark, that it's okay that they weren't perfect. Right, right. But in an imperfect game where if you play 75% of the plays good, you played a hell of a football game. The Eagles didn't, didn't, they did not live up to their standard today, and that happens. That's the only point that anybody's trying to make. Not trying to defend them, not trying to say that Jalen Hurts, you know, yeah. isn't still the guy or the Eagles still can't be a good football team, but they weren't going 16 0 anyway. I, I, no, nobody on this panel has ever said, Including me, that they were going to go 16 and 0, and no, nobody, and and nobody said they weren't going to have a bad game along the way. I'm looking You're at just the pissed because they did because they the had game. a bad game against the Jets. But even with a bad yeah. game, yeah. they still should have won this game because of a misguided decision by the leader of the team. And if that's not true, I'll walk over here. I'll go play freaking poker. I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. Go play if poker. If that's not true, right. I'm sitting here going, I can't believe my ears with you guys. Yes, I expected them to play a bad game along the way. Yes, I expected them to lose. Just what I did not Jets. expect was a bad decision when they still had control of the game after playing like crap and handed the game to that team. That's what I did not expect. This many good players, this many clutch players, not playing well and not playing clutch. That's what troubled me so much about this game, is that there were so many different guys throughout all the opportunities to take over a game and, and capitalize on mistakes made by the Jets. They threw it out the window today. I, can't, we can't, I mean, I think most people could be upset about that, no? Let me, let me, let, 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 let me hold on one second. Let, 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 let me do this, D-Gun. <laughs> what? So I know, Mike, you, you, you're a big-time baseball guy. You play baseball, right? Yeah. What position did you play? I was a shortstop second base. Okay, did you ever feel the ball at second base? with a double play on the line and hesitate and made a mistake. And Never in my life. Somebody <laughs> li he sit here lying through See? his teeth. Ne Never in my life. I can turn to double play in my freaking sleep. So. There we go. There we go. <laughs> lying through his teeth. Point proven. Point proven, D-Gun. That's all I exactly. want to do. Exactly. Let me tell you something, though. If I, if I booted a ground ball double play in, in the bottom of the ninth inning that allowed the other team to win, do you think I'd be saying it happens? You got bad memory. You think my coach would be saying it you happens? You got bad memory. You got bad memory. Okay? Because, listen, <laughs> I've made some plays that's won my team the game. I've made some plays that's lost my team the game. Okay? So I know that it can happen. You know that it can happen. You just don't want to accept it because your expectation for this football team against that football you're team spoiled. was spoiled, unrealistic. And, you're, and we're, we're spoiled you because spoiled. this team has spoiled us to the point where we expect for them to play perfect in an imperfect game. Well, listen, if, the game, if, if we're going to keep with the baseball analogy, if the game is on the line, I am making sure I smother that ground ball that it's not getting by. Now, I might not convert to double play. So my analogy says that in that situation, Hertz cannot throw the football with two guys gating the receiver. That's all I'm saying. I, I haven't seen since maybe the playoff game against the Buccaneers 
I haven't seen Jalen Hurts come up with that bad a read or that bad a decision on that particular play. The other thing that sticks out to me about this game, I don't know if you guys mentioned this in the opening segment or not, one of the things I have been a, a huge admirer of Jalen Hurts about over the years has been the fact that this guy is mentally on steroids, mentally tough left and right, hangs with the best of them. That shot of him on the sidelines, I have never seen him look that mentally defeated after a play. And when he got another crack at it to go back onto the field after they opened up the gates and just said, march on in for the touchdown, free score on us, boys. I got, they got the shot of him on the sidelines. I said, that doesn't look like the Jalen Hurts that I know. That looked like a guy that looked like it was already done. And to your point, Mike, they already had, they had what, a minute 41 left? With two timeouts? Left. Minute 46 left, two timeouts. And they allowed them to score because they believed that their offense and Jalen Hurts would be able to take him down the field. Why, then, why else wouldn't you let him score? And they they not, let him score because they believed in their offense to get the ball down the field. Did they not just score a week ago with 32 seconds left yes. before the half against the Rams last yes. week? Yep. I would have confidence that Jalen Hurts would be able to lead a team down the field to score a touchdown in that point. Again, yes, that is the last play. Everything is heightened. We all know that the stock goes up in those last plays. But everything else that led up to it wasn't exactly uh, great either. All right. They're no longer undefeated is the bottom line. 49ers are no longer either. Neither of us, none of us expected that any of those teams would be undefeated. I get it. Now they play Miami next week. So this is a chance for them with a big bounce back week against a really good team. And from losing this game, they should be ultra-focused in that game. So if they're going to take one good thing out of this, maybe it's that. Well, you can say that, but look at, okay, let's, let's look ahead. Look at how explosive Miami's offense is, okay? Look at how the Eagles came out of this game today. First of all, they went into the game, no Sidney Brown. They went into the game, no Darius Slay, and it's not a given. Slay's knee is going to be ready to play next week. Eli Ricks went out of this game. Justin Evans is on IR. All right, so there's a possibility, Mike, it could be a lot worse than what we looked at today. Oh, I, think yeah, about maybe. Think maybe, about but, you know, look, so if they lose to Miami, I go, well, you know, Miami's a team that's capable of beating. Well, true. This team shouldn't be. It's really, this team should they, not they be should, capable. Mike, they should not be. I, I will agree with you 1,000%, but as we sit here in the here and now, as shocked as we are, the bottom line is the Jets beat them. And the Eagles helped them beat them. The play calling sucked. The quarterback sucked today. Jake Elliott misses a field goal. You missed a surehand receiver. Devontae Smith dropped a couple. The Eagles did everything they could possibly do to help the Jets win this game. And doggone it, the Jets won the game. Am I lying or am I telling the truth? Did they win the game? Uh, yeah, they did. Oh, Mike, come they, on, they, man. They, come they, on, Mike. They obvi- come on, Mike. They obviously won the game, and I get what you're saying. I'm just focused. I'm ultra-focused on, on the clutch moments of this game where they still have the lead and can put that team away. So it's not like I can sit here and say, wow, the Jets really took it to them, and the Jets' defense prevented them. That's not what happened in this game. Hey, Mike, and the quarterback the, got this some is confidence. That's not what happened. Right Mike, um, do, do you ascribe that Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player ever? Yes. Okay. Michael Jordan has been quoted as saying that I've missed more last-minute shots, last-second right. shots That's right. than I've ever made. So why would you expect for Jalen Hurts to be perfect all the time? <laughs> okay. All right. I don't have a retort to that. You know okay. what's funny? I'm I, you, I didn't expect I'm him just, to be I'm perfect. Just, he, was, he was terrible today. I expected him not to throw that pass. I'm just, I, That's I, all I expect. I got the spotlight. I'm just trying to get you to see the light, my friend. That's all. <laughs> hey, look. I you know, want I'm, you glad, to see the light. I'm glad you brought up Michael Jordan because I saw in a documentary years ago 
Michael Jordan in his college and pro career took over 300-something game-winning shots and hit less than 40% of them. But he's still considered the greatest of all time, right? Yeah, because he did other things, I think. There you go. If he was playing the Jets, (laughs) he'd have beat him. He did other things more than a last-second shot. That's just one game, man. And it's not not analogous. No. How do you say that word? Analogous. right. Analogous. To football. It's not. Okay. Sure it is. All right. It's not. Sure it is. No, no, no. they had two chances. No, 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 no. They two, the Eagles had no, two chances no, 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 no. for that game. No, no, no. It is. It is. It is because you want to put the onus on the on the play that the quarterback made. Okay. Yeah, and, and I want to put the onus on the fact that they so didn't you got put the, ball the onus two yards down the so field. So you put the onus <laughs> on the guy who took the last shot that said that he missed he missed many more than he made. Okay. So I would describe that Jalen Hurts is going to make more of those plays. As a matter I'm of fact, I'm not disagreeing as, with as, you. As, as a matter what of do you fact, think that I have abandoned Jalen Hurts here. No, but I'm I just saying he's a great player. But so then, so then, give him grace for having a bad outing today, man. That's I, all I'm saying. I, I can't give grace to. You got to give grace. Two situations. You got to give grace. That should not have happened. You got to give grace because that guy's performed in those positions more times than he's failed. Well, well, well let me ask this then. Isn't the great? Doesn't the grace then with lie it lie in the idea that Mike isn't abandoning Jalen Hurts? Like he's not saying that all of a sudden now Jalen Hurts sucks. He's saying that I'm right now saying, he made bad decisions. In this, I'm not, I'm, in this instance, game. which he did. But you can't point the finger at that one guy. The game is bigger than that one guy. Okay. When I it's different. It's it's different in basketball in this sense that you know what, the ball is the focal point. If I got the ball and I'm taking the last shot, it's a make a miss. If I make it, I'm the hero. I'm the hero. If I miss, you know, I'm 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 the goat for that for that matter. Okay, but the game of football is so much bigger because there's other things that that are at work here. You know, he got fooled on the coverage. Every quarterback, Peyton Manning's been fooled on the coverage. Tom Brady's been fooled on the coverage. Joe Montana, John Elway. Thank you. Thank Dan you. Marino, Thank some of the greatest players to ever play the game has been failed on, has been fooled on coverages. Yet we're holding this guy to a to an expectation you know, but that oh you that, can't throw you know, that ball. That, you just can't throw that ball. You can't throw that interception. Do. We hold people to expectations. The Phillies just had a game where they lost the game too to the Braves when Trey Turner did not block a relay throw. He's a great player, but in that moment he made a bad mistake. Yeah, and we uh, give and, and so it's not like we're saying Trey Turner stinks. My point is you focus on the individual action at the time, and if it brings you disappointment, it's fair. All right, we're going to take a break. We're all disappointed. Let's take a break. We're coming back. We've got John McMullen and his analysis live uh, uh, from the stadium. And also, don't forget, uh, Kayla Santiago will join us with the Diamond Debate. That is all coming up from uh, Ocean Casino on the Pond Hockey Eagles postgame show where the Eagles lose to the Jets 20-14, to and they're no longer undefeated. We'll see what McMullen says after this. Welcome to Pond Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pondley Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pondley Hockey a call. With Liam and Hillary. In the heart of Montgomeryville, Pennsylvania. What you got for us today on your right hand, Hill? Today we've got a right hand ring, Liam. What is that? It's a ring that you would wear on your right hand. 
That's it? That's all there is to it. <laughs> okay. It's what? meant to balance your left-hand situation, or if you're not engaged or married, it says, I'm not engaged or married, but I still have this over here that's sparkly. A lot of other ways you can say that. Well, not if you're trying to wear jewelry. Which okay. one's your favorite? I love this um, Art Deco moment. I mean, with these beautiful baguettes and round diamonds. I mean, who wouldn't say no to one of these? Baguettes are hot right now. People also love an eternity band. It's beautiful. Great for the other hand. That's right. So come on down here for Love Grows here at Mark's Jewelers. Every day of the week except Sundays and Mondays. That's supposed to be our clues. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Looking at me like that while I'm talking, dude. I, I was, dude, I'm I was losing good. my train. Of uh, I was losing my train of thought. <laughs> Football and Hooters, the perfect pair. Go for the beers. <laughs> go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Whatever. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. <laughs> go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. E-A-G-L-E-S. Oh, Eagles. All right. Well, first of all, my buddy John just texted me and said the word is pronounced uh, analogous. So I, we, we all had it wrong. But in any event, uh, let me just say that analogous. Sounded pretty good to me. It's analogous. In any event, First Trust Bank presents this, uh, the last segment, and this segment we're coming uh, into with uh, John McMullen live from MetLife Stadium as the Eagles lose 20-14. to 14. This is the Pond La Hockey Eagles postgame show live from Ocean Casino. You are watching us on 6abc.com and also the Jacob Media YouTube channel. So let's get to Mr. McMullen and, um, and his analysis of the Eagles no longer being undefeated. And, you know, John, I, I've boiled it down to uh, the one play that uh, allows the Jets to win the game, a mistake by the quarterback on an interception, and then the chance to get back at it, and they move it two yards. So uh, apparently uh, I'm supposed to not look at that and say that, you know, it happens. They're, they're going to lose the game every now and then, and this was the one that they lost. Your thoughts? Uh, well, it does happen. I mean, you look in ah, uh, San Francisco uh -huh. losing to Cleveland uh, with P.J. Walker. So, yeah, this is the NFL. Look, anytime you turn it over four times and you lose the turnover margin uh, four to nothing, 
it's astonishing you're even in the game. I would say that part of it. But yeah, Jalen Hurts played poorly and certainly played poorly closing the game. Um, you know, but there's plenty of blame to go around. I, I heard D Gunn while I was waiting for you guys. I, I like his description. I mean, Jake Elliott's missing 37-yard field goals. You, you mentioned the turnovers. DeAndre Swift had a terrible game running the football. He fumbles. Um, other than A.J. Brown and the defense, I think you can put a lot on everybody, but certainly the quarterback's going to get most of it. You can't throw that football into double coverage. That last play, I don't even know. I mean, you can blame the coaching staff for that. Um, nowhere to go with the football. Uh, a lot of blame to go around, but certainly, yeah, I, I, you know, the Jets should not have been in a position to steal this game. They did steal this game. And, you know, all you can think about moving forward is maybe this is a wake-up call. Yeah, because this team was feeling themselves a little bit, maybe a little bit too haughty. Uh, and maybe this uh, gives them a little punch in the mouth. So if you want to put a positive spin, uh, you can look at it that way. Hey, uh, John, welcome to the uh, Bermuda Triangle, which is the discussion of the pluses and minuses of this Eagles loss in this game. Be careful. Tread water lightly, my friend. I will add that as well. But let me ask you this. How does this team justify running the football only 22 times against the defense that was giving up a buck, buck 46 a game and putting the ball up in there? I understand they try to get greedy because the Jets were decimated on the back end. But the way this Eagles offense ran the football, I don't understand how they only ran the ball 22 times in this game. Well, I think you're right. I think they got a little bit greedy, especially when you, when the news broke that Sauce Gardner would not be in the game, DJ Reed. So really, they were out their top four cornerbacks in this game. And to a certain degree, you saw A.J. Brown. It came to a point where you're like, just keep going to A.J. I mean, Devontae Smith is another guy. I expected a big game. You don't see Devontae Smith drop passes. He dropped a couple passes today. So a lot of things went wrong. Uh, for the Eagles, but the running game and people are focused on the running game. They had exactly zero yards from the traditional running game in the first half in the first 30 minutes of the football. I think Boston Scott had two and DeAndre Swift was at negative two. So they weren't effective either. And obviously the strength of the Jets is is up front. I get the number in, but and I talked this I talked about this with Jody during the week. I think a lot of those numbers with the Jets defense is skewed because it's a really talented group that was obviously struggling for different reasons. Mainly the offense can't do anything and the, the snowball starts going down the hill. So when you look at Quinn and Williams, Quincy Williams, CJ Mosley, uh, John Franklin Myers, all those guys up front are really, really good players. So. From a coaching perspective, if you're asking me, I would have attacked the corners as well. Um, and if they didn't turn the football over, they win this game easily. But they turned the football over four times. John, I don't disagree with you much, but I disagree with you tonight. There's nine possessions that the Eagles had tonight, nine possessions that, that, that the Jets had tonight. And, you know, you talk about the numbers. The Eagles only ran the ball with the running back six times in the first half. So there's no way to really define how good or how effective the running game could have been when you have your quarterback throw the ball 25 times in the first half of the football game 
And to be honest with you, we don't even know if it's 25 because he had 10 runs in the first half. And, and the one thing that the NFL doesn't do, which I would love to see them do, especially with so many running quarterbacks in the league now, is differentiate between called run plays for the, for the quarterback and scrambles for the quarterback because those pass plays that he that turns into scrambles they designate those as running plays when they truly are passing plays so even with Jalen Hurts throwing the ball 45 times that number was well over 50 in my opinion and I think that their identity is to run the football this is exactly what I talk about and I know I should be asking you the question but just bear with me for a second I know that that the thought is you, you throw the ball early, you get a lead, and then you run the clock out later on. But it always comes back to this. You know, when throwing the ball doesn't work necessarily the way you want it to, what do you do? Do you keep throwing it or do you go back to the running game? Where if your identity is to run the football and you're the number one rushing team in the National Football League and yet you still won't run the football, this is kind of what you get. You know, when the offense throwing the ball doesn't produce what it produces and you ask your quarterback to throw the ball 50 times, the odds of him throwing interceptions go up exponentially, in my opinion. Well, I agree with that. The more times you throw the football, the more opportunities you saw early in the first half with with the ball that went off Dallas Goddard's intercepted. Obviously, that's not on Jalen Hurts. Um, and it's just a ricochet play, and all of a sudden you have the football going the other way. I will say, and I'm not even talking about the quarterback runs, the quarterback running game that you were talking about. I'm talking about Austin Scott, two for two, and DeAndre Swift, four for negative two. So that's six carries, that's granted, but you're getting zero yards in those six carries. Now, you got to be an awful disciplined coach to say, oh, let me keep going to six carries where I'm getting zero yards when conversely you're throwing the football all over the lot and that's what they were doing in the first half. Um, Jalen had 172 yards by halftime. You take away that one interception, things look better. AJ's at five for 89. Looked like he could beat the Jets at will with those backup corners in place and he probably could have if they would have stuck with it. So I get the framework of, look, and I get people, that's that's what it is with the quarterback in this league. Jalen Hurts played poorly in the second half of this game, and he made some really big mistakes that people aren't used to seeing him making. But I think that, that, that clouds the fact that there's other guys, and that's why I'm glad Deacon brought up Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott doesn't miss 37-yard field goals. He did today. Devontae Smith doesn't drop passes. He did today. DeAndre Swift has been tremendous all year. Guess what? He was bad today. Bad. Not mediocre. Bad. So, while I get people want to blame the quarterback and feel free, I mean, that's that's part of the job description. Plenty of other contributors to this loss, especially on the offensive side of the football. John, can, can, you know, I'm sure this will come up later in the week, but I'll ask the question now and maybe you can ask Nick Sirianni. At what point in time do you realize that you have a problem at right tackle with Lane Johnson out? And if you're going to consistently throw the ball every down and you're not going to give 
you know, Jack Driscoll help over there, that he's getting beat like a drum. You've got to give him help, whether you chip with the back or whether you go 12 personnel and keep Jack Stoll in on that side to help him. Well, they did give Jack Driscoll a lot of help, especially in the second half. And the, and the devastating part of that is obviously it didn't necessarily work that well. Um, and that's disappointing. Now, I mean, this team understands the numbers coming into this game because I had to look them up. The Eagles are 90-51-1 when Lane Johnson is, is on the field. 13-23 and 23 when he's not. Wow. Other than a quarterback. I mean, they don't win when he's not on the field. Now, obviously, he started this game, so that'll skew that statistic. But he wasn't available for most of it. And yet, everybody knows they're not the same team when Lane Johnson's not on the field. And remember, it's not only Lane Johnson, uh, Cam Jurgens, the starting right guard's not on the field. So if you think about it, how many reps during the summer did Suo Peta, who only played left guard, by the way, did Suo Peta and Jack Driscoll have together? Not very much, so that impacted the game as well. They did help. Um, you know, but Jalen Hurts was obviously hurried at times, and, and, and that affected him, and I get it. But the bottom line is uh, a lot of co contributions to this loss, and with Zach Wilson playing the way he's playing, it's almost unconscionable that a, they lose a game like this. Defensively, they only gave up under 250 yards. They really only gave up one touchdown, and they allowed the Jets to score that touchdown to try to come back and win the football game on the offensive side of the ball. So there's a lot of blame to go around, most of it on the offensive side, some of it on the coaching staff as well. Um, but, you know, this is the NFL. And if I told you that San Francisco was going to lose to a Cleveland team with P.J. Walker, Temple Tough and all, you would have called me crazy. Well, they did. And probably would have called me crazy if I, I said Zach Wilson's Jets are going to beat the Eagles. See NFL. It's not college where Alabama's getting a week off against Furman. Everybody has good players. You saw Garrett Wilson. You saw Quinn and Williams. These guys are big, big-time players. And the Jets made plays when they had to make plays, and you got to tip your hat at least to, to a certain degree to them. Hey, John, can you say that again so Mike Missinelli can hear you? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, everybody in there. I mean, if Garrett... If, if Garrett Wilson, uh, if Aaron Rodgers was playing this year, Garrett Wilson would already be a superstar. That's how good he is. Um, but obviously he doesn't have the vehicle to get him the football. I think most people know how good Quentin Williams is. If they don't, they can watch the, the, the tape of this game. Um, these are impactful, impactful players. And it's just difficult to win in the NFL when you don't have consistency at the quarterback position. This team, a lot of people, <clears throat> including myself, thought this team was going to be a legit Super Bowl contender with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. They're, well, they're no longer, but that doesn't mean the other guys aren't good. Those guys are still good, and a bunch of them showed up today. Right. I, 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 I obviously agree with you uh, on that one, John. Happens, but Mike. as far as the I, rest I of this team goes. Don't worry. I'm letting Forrest get in there. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. As far as this team goes there, I mean, yeah, he may be a superstar if another quarterback is playing, but 
the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, I believe, is a superstar, did not play to that level, nor did really anybody around him. I mean, A.J. Brown, another great game. But here's my bigger problem. You don't score a point after the 532 mark of the second quarter. That's almost hard to do against this Jets team. Defense no, uh, not having starters uh, obviously is a big part as to why the Eagles should have scored more points in this game. So I'm curious, what was said in the locker room, what was said by the head coach as to why nothing seemed to work right offensively from the 532 mark of the second quarter for the rest of the game? Well, yeah, I mean, Nick, you know, mentioned uh, obviously the turnovers, and that goes both ways. If you want to point something out about the defense, what's played well overall, they haven't generated a turnover in a in a in a bit, so they need to get back to that. Um, but yeah, it, it it all he he mentioned it three different times. If you lose four nothing uh, in the turnover ratio you should probably lose by two or three touchdowns. So the fact that the Eagles weren't in, were in this game and had a chance to win um, in the final two minutes is kind of amazing. Kind of speaks to the talent on the team as a whole. But yeah, nobody's saying the quarterback played well. The quarterback, Nick said, you know, that's a play Jalen wants back. He's not flying. Obviously, that is a very bad throw, uh, the final interception. Uh, no question about it, reminiscent of Tampa, the interception in Tampa where he threw it, and or that might have been Minnesota where he threw it in double coverage. Um, so, you know, but guys, coming into this game, and we talked about it a lot, Jalen Hurts won 22 of his last 23 starts. Four quarterbacks in the history of football. I forget which one. One of you mentioned Peyton Manning. Everybody has bad games. Pete Manning, Joe Montana, there you go. Tom Brady, whoever you want to name has had poor games. We haven't seen it with Jalen Hurts really poor games recently. John, it was going to happen. It happened John, today. John, I get it. All right. Uh, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. Uh, bada beep, bada bip. I, I, I get the whole thing. The bottom line is there's two minutes left, Okay. The quarterback at that point has control of the game. They have the lead. You're not even asking him to do anything except to hold on for the last two minutes. So you don't make that kind of a throw. Even with his three turnovers earlier in the game, if he doesn't make that throw as crappy as they played, they still win the game. I understand that they didn't do this, didn't do that. They played a crappy game. They're still in the lead and they've got control of the football with the quarterback. This is all I'm saying today. No. And I get that he's 22 no, it, and 1. It, it's it's very fair. It's very fair to criticize that throw to Dallas Goddard. Very fair. Um, I think they got the ball with just under five minutes to go. Uh, and it looked like they were going to do their classic, put the game away. Mm. Uh, you know, it started with a, a short pass to Swift. Then they got a first down with Swift running the football, probably his only decent run um, in the game. I got to look down what I wrote. Uh, then it was a, a, another pass to Swift. Then it was Swift up the middle for nothing. Then it was uh, a pass to Goddard for 11 yards on third and seven. So here we go again. It's Jalen Hurts making a big play on third down. 224 left in the game. You think, all right, Eagles are going to close this out. Kenny Gainwell for one yard. People are talking about the running game. 
DeAndre Swift for zero yards. All of a sudden, you're a third and nine coming out of the two-minute warning. That's how that was set up. Now, if I'm Nick Sirianni and I'm coming out of that two-minute warning at my 46, so minus 46, I'm going to run the football. The Jets are out of timeouts. You're knocking it down to about 115. Then I'm going to let Braden Mann get revenge against his old team and pin Zach Wilson back at the inside the 20-yard line and say, if this kid can beat me, beat me. That's how I would have handled it. Now, Nick said, you got to trust your quarterback. And I get that as well because Jalen Hurts has earned trust. He has earned trust. And he made a bad play. But even and if he, he made throws a bad an incompletion, play. John, he throws an incompletion. What you just said happens anyway. They, they kick the football. The only thing he can't do there is misread a covers and throw an interception. That's all I'm saying. Well, the only difference is if you if you say, you know, because I was talking to another reporter said, all right, make it up one read and say, if it's not there, just throw it away. Well, then you're not taking the 40 plus seconds off the clock. That's why I want to run the football. Okay. I want to run the football. Yeah, I get it. It's third and nine and you're not going to get it, especially against that front, especially the way Swift and Gainwell had been running. You're not going to get it. I understand that. Or you're going to take 45 seconds off the clock minimum, and then you can punt the football. And Zach Wilson, ain't even though he only needs a, a field goal, he doesn't need a touchdown. I'll take my chances there. I'll take my chances. That's the way I would have rolled the dice. But I, I do believe that Jalen Hurts has earned the trust that Nick Sirianni gave him. Maybe he lost some of that trust with that decision because that's a bad decision. That part, I'm not I'm not going to erase. That was a terrible decision by Jalen Hurts. We can all agree with that, I think. Hey, John, I'd put it out there a couple of times uh, during the game and, of course, in our postgame show here that so far the X-ray on Lane Johnson's ankle is negative. They still have to do an MRI tomorrow. As for other players, there were a whole plethora of players that went down for the Eagles oh, yeah. in this game. Do you have any updates? Uh, did Nick Sirianni reveal anything about mm-hmm. any of the other players? Because, man, do they have a heavyweight game coming up next week. Yeah, well, you know Nick and, and injuries. He's not going to give it away this early. But Reed left. Uh, he got hit on that blindside block where it looked like a really poor play by Alan Lazard because the Jets were moving. Um so he's back with the rib. Eli Ricks, who was rotating with Josh Job today, went out with a knee injury. Um, so the one obviously lame because of his impact on the team. And plus it's that ankle, and you know uh, Lane has had issues. Uh, in fact, on the one ankle, he had a tightrope surgery first. It didn't work, and then he had to have uh, essentially reconstructive surgery um, so he's had a lot of issues, and that's that's the one I'm concerned with. And um, you know, X-rays being clean is is hopeful, but that's one where you got to cross your fingers. You really do, because I gave you the numbers; they're just not the same team. And anybody who thinks you know Jack Triscoll's a pretty good backup, but anybody who thinks you can replace Lane Johnson, it just doesn't work that way. And the Eagles already know that. 
Yeah, that's why I'm more apt to say, okay, let's minimize how many people we send out in the route and make sure that we get Jalen Hurts protected if that's what you're going to do or run the, run the ball a little bit more. I, I know the, the focal point, um, John, is really on the offense and how poorly they played today. The defense held on as long as they could today. Um, but taking into consideration the amount and the magnitude of the injuries that the Eagles suffered in-game, I'm not talking about before the game, I'm just talking about in-game. D- do you think that impacts how Sean Desai calls defenses? Because I get the sense that, you know, I see him, he wants to be aggressive in certain spots against certain teams and certain quarterbacks. But I see him, you know, the way that the cornerbacks play is counterintuitive to what he actually is trying to do. It's one thing to send a blitz. It's another thing to have, you know, your cornerbacks five to ten yards off the ball. And even a guy like Zach Wilson can look up and see the pressure coming. He can pre-snap read it and look over and see, well, hell, I got the slot. I got the slant right now. You know, when are we going to see some of that change? Because it's obvious that our pass rush is pretty darn ferocious. There's no doubt about that. And teams realize that the way to negate that is either by running the football, which they haven't been able to do successfully, or by, you know, quick slants, quick outs, and hitches. You know, and if our cornerbacks are going to be off the ball that far, then it's kind of counterintuitive to actually bring the pressure. Well, you know, part of it is the scheme and and big Fangio philosophy that we talk about all the time, limit explosive plays. But part, especially today, um, look, you don't have Darius Slay. You're rotating Josh Job and Eli Ricks. Uh, Eli's an undrafted rookie. Um, you don't have one of your starting safeties. Justin Evans is on uh, injured reserve. They shut Sidney Brown down again, which surprised me because I talked to Sidney on Thursday. He said he was going to play. So he missed the game. So you have to go to uh, Terrell Edmonds. Uh, and then Reed Blankenship gets injured in game. And you have to go to Makai Gardner, who made his NFL debut and is a cornerback, and he made his NFL debut as a practice squad elevation playing safety. So that's kind of difficult. One of the injuries I forgot to mention was Bradley Roby, who left with a shoulder injury as well. Um, So they lost the nickel corner again at at some point. And bottom line is they gave up 244 yards. They gave up 155 passing, and they gave up two of 11 third downs. That's a win from Sean Desai's standpoint. And yeah, is part of it predicated on the front? I would say the majority is predicated on that front and how they dominate. And today it was Hassan Reddick and they didn't have Jalen Carter, so that impacted things. But they're really, really good up front and they're not as good on the back end. So yeah, sometimes Sean tries to protect them a little bit. But those numbers, even understanding it's Zach Wilson, 244 in the NFL, in the modern NFL, 155 passing, two of 11 on third downs, those are winning numbers. If the offense holds its water even a little bit. And by the way, they didn't even give up a touchdown. They gave up four field goals and some of them on short fields, and they allowed them to score the touchdown so the offense could get the ball back. I I got, if you're running down a list, 
of people to criticize, the defense is way down on that list tonight. Way oh, down no. on that Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. I have no criticisms whatsoever for Sean Desai or, the, or how the defense played. I'm just wondering, you know, because what I see him wanting to do and how the cornerbacks are playing is very counterintuitive. Now, he made, they made the adjustment last week where they got up and were more aggressive, you know, and they had a very good day rushing the passer. But with a guy like Zach, Zach Wilson, you know, my point is, is that, you know, if you're going to play off and then bring pressure and allow him to see pre-snap what you're doing, even, you know, as bad a quarterback as we think he is, he's got the ability to make some throws, you know, some quick slants and make some, some completions. You know, that's, that's my only – that's my only commentary. I, 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 you, know, you don't blame the defense, you know, for what happened today. This is purely on the offense and the offensive play calling, in my opinion. Yeah, and, and, and look, Zach has arm talent. Everybody knows it, but he just sort of hasn't figured out the rest of it yet. Even today, you know, when he got a little bit cooking with, with Garrett Wilson, you know, and, and I'll throw Nathaniel Hackett in this bucket as well. There are times he's on Bradbury. I'm like, just put Wilson on. Because the Eagles weren't moving Bradbury with Wilson. They could have they could have lined him up against Jobs or Ricks when Ricks was in the game, whenever they wanted, and they got away from it too much. So, yeah, there are things you could pick apart the Jets for offensively as well, and not taking advantage of maybe the one thing they could have taken advantage of. But I'm with you, Seth. I mean, I constantly complain about this scheme and about how many teams play this scheme and about how passive it is and about especially when you have cornerbacks like James Bradbury and Darius Slay, sometimes you take advantage of your uh, abilities there. But tonight with Job and Ricks, I don't – it's not as big a concern because – you have to protect those guys at least a little bit. John, you talked about the last possession of the Philadelphia Eagles after the last interception by Jalen Hurts. They score the touchdown. They get a shot of Jalen Hurts during the broadcast on the sidelines, just looking defeated. I have never seen Jalen Hurts look that defeated. And one of my favorite things about watching him play is knowing that you have such a mentally tough quarterback. And I am confident he'll bounce back and he'll have a good game against the Dolphins and all that. But what did he say after the game as far as what went wrong in this game? Because everything, as you mentioned, when it came to the offense, just wasn't clicking tonight against the New York Jets of all teams with all the injuries they had as well. Yeah, in front of the microphone, we got a, a bunch of Jalen Hurtsisms, uh, accountability, um, uh, holding yourself to the standard, all the, all the top ten hits. Um, <laughs> the greatest hits CD. You know, yeah, sure. An, an opportunity to to use to to move forward, um, and that's the way Jalen, and that's fine. But you know, a couple of the players spoke in the locker room, and they said, you know, Jalen wanted to speak to the team and took took responsibility for the loss. So that to me is more important than what he says in front of the cameras. Um, but you know, Jalen's well-schooled. You know, I learned a couple weeks ago that Nick Saban actually has a class for his players and they're not allowed to talk to the media for their first year. They, they get media redshirted uh, and he teaches them <laughs> Uh, to best handle the media. So in a lot of ways, it's it's understandable what guys who've been in Alabama, it's just the way they're taught. 
But to me, the more important part was he took accountability uh, in front of his teammates. And look, I don't think anybody should be surprised by that. Everybody knows what a good teammate um, Jalen Hurts is, and he's not going to say what I said. And, well, if Jake makes a field goal, and which he always does, and Devontae doesn't drop passes, DeAndre Swift doesn't fumble, um, the ball doesn't get ricocheted into Quinnen Williams' arms, he's not that guy. He's not going to be pointing fingers. And it's the old adage, if you're pointing a finger, there's probably five pointing back at you. So with quarterbacks, it's always it's always we when you win. It's always me when you lose. And Jalen Hurts understands that better than most. John, uh, thank you for spending some time with us from MetLife. Um, it's kind of uh, the, uh, shocking, to, to be frank, that they're undefeated. I mean, they, they, they're no longer undefeated losing to the Jets. But I... I'm going to go with these guys. It happens. Oh! 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 oh, it does happen. oh it does happen. Thank you. I knew hey, we hey, Mike, no. Mike. Yes. Before yes. I go, one last thing. Because San Francisco played this afternoon, they were still the final undefeated team for the second consecutive <laughs> year. So yeah, there's your were. positive spin. They there were. you go, Mike. And it was the first road loss for Jalen Hurts ever, right? He was 11 and 0 coming into this game. Thank you, no, John. Well, appreciate first it. in a yeah. long time. First in a long yeah. time. Yeah. Be safe. First in a long yeah. time. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks. Thank you. There he is. All right. So, did you hear, uh, that? Did you hear yeah, that? No, I, What's that? What? Did he put me in my place? With no, 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 no. That you just actually admitted that it happened. No, I was being facetious. No, we, you weren't. We warmed, you know it was hard. We, we, we warmed, warmed down. Don't worry. Totally uh, yeah, we warmed down. Look at it like this. We warmed the game, down. The game at the end is like Campbell's tomato soup. Uh-huh. It's condensed. Uh-huh. So it's condensed in that moment, which makes it a more important moment, which means you cannot make a mistake like that. That's all I'm saying. All right. Is that good enough? The, Campbell's the, tomato the, soup. Mike, gun. every, you, every you human have being the, has imperfect moments, Mike. We all do. Mike, you have the smoking Jalen gun. Jalen Hurts had his. You have the smoking gun. Jalen Hurts saying that to his team means he agrees with you, Mike. He does. Jalen agrees with you. See me. that? Took accountability for the law. Did we not say Jalen had to be held team. accountable? Oh, you know, Did you, we know not he was, you knew he was going to hold himself accountable. Absolutely. We, that's, we that's said fine. that. He's agreeing with me. I'm, I'm not, no, I'm, we I'm agree not with saying, all of us. I'm not saying that, you know, that I don't agree with, that, with the fact that he played a bad game. I'm just saying that bad games happen. If you play a sport long enough, you're going to have a bad game at every level that you can imagine. Just like you had a bad game at second base at some point in time. Ooh, the, game, ooh. the game is condensed. Oh, in that moment. <laughs> we got right. Michael Jordan comparisons. Yeah. And now we got t- uh, Campbell Soup. We're all over the place. <laughs> and, we, and we got uh, bada, bada beep, bada bip as well. With, what the heck does that what even mean? Sonny Corleone from, from The Godfather, uh, by the way. All over your Ivy League suit. Didn't, didn't know what that was. Uh, the Diamond Debate is coming up next with Kayla Santiago. And, uh, and we're going to hear about an exciting venture that Seth took to Mark's Jewelers. And, of course, John McMullen is brought to us by DelVal Insurance, where you can save up to 40% on your car insurance right now. Call your partners, Fran or Jim, at DelVal Insurance. Here's how you can connect with DelVal. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. 
Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, We'll give you another 20% off, and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi, I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team in town. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. It is the Pine Hockey Eagles postgame show live from Ocean Casino. I am Mike Missinelli with... Derek Gunn and Seth Joyner. Kayla Santiago will join us in a minute. Do I have to relive this? The Eagles lose 20-14, to 14 and the key play, of course, was the third and ninth interception. Jalen Hurts' third interception of the game by Tony Adams. It was intended for Goddard. It was in double coverage. Adams takes it down into the, into the first and goal area. They allow Brees Hall to score because they're going to get the ball back, and then they don't move the football, and there you go. There goes your undefeated season uh, as they – tag a loss on as they welcome in the Miami Dolphins next week. But it is time for Kayla's diamond debate. First of all, before we get to what Kayla's wearing with the bling, Seth, I understand that you attended a big grand opening of Mark's, Mark's George's massive new store, uh, and that's in Mount Laurel, New Jersey. How'd that play out for you? Awesome store. Awesome store. They've, you know, it, it's not as big as the new one, but it's really nice. Had a great evening, great opening, and... Um, we had an enjoyable night, man. I think they're going to do well there off the Route 70. You get, a you little, get yourself you one of those uh, new pins uh, that you, you like to wear? No, nah, if I tell you pins? where I get those, I have to kill you. Oh. <laughs> uh, you, get, you get any merchandise at all? <laughs> yeah, you know, somebody's got to get something over uh, there, I hear you. Know that. I hear you. You got a heavy burden, don't you? So do you. (laughs) 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 Kayla, what are we wearing tonight? I got some beautiful silver jewelry right now, and I think it's just one of the good things that I actually have tonight because watching the Eagles lose like that was not a good thing. But our friends at Mark's Jewelers always have us hooked up here. 
Once again, we've got this beautiful pearl ring, which honestly is one of my favorites. I absolutely love it. And then these earrings are probably my favorite that I've ever worn. I'm not even being biased here. They are absolutely fantastic. And this bracelet, it is shining brighter than the Eagles did today. So I can't be too mad about it. But, guys, we're going to go to the Diamond Debate right now. And I want all of the fans also to go on our Twitter page and look at this Diamond Debate. Let us know what you think in the comments. Make sure you vote on it as well. But, Seth, I'm going to start with you. I know we talked about, you guys said it throughout the postgame, that teams have bad games. But you do have to put the blame on somebody right now. Is it time to push the panic button on Brian Johnson? Is he the reason Jalen Hurts is causing all these turnovers? Is it more on Hurts? Where are you at with that right now? Because they can't have this if they want to have a shootout next week with Miami. No, listen, I, I think that they can certainly call better plays. But no matter what the players, what, whatever, what doesn't matter what players call, it's up to the quarterback as the most important player on the team to execute and make wise and, and, and right decisions with the football when things fall apart. You know, for the most part, Jalen Hurst does that. He knows when to run. He knows when to throw it away. He knows when to slide. He makes good decisions. He just made some bad decisions tonight. And, you know, part of that goes on him. But a lot of that, you know, in my opinion, an equal amount goes on the play calls. Because in my opinion, I'm still going to lean on the fact that this football team is a better football team when they run the football, you know, than they are when they pass the football on a continuous basis. And people will disagree with me because, hey, you know, we were cooking in the first half. A.J. Brown was getting whatever he wanted, so on and so forth. That's all fine and dandy. But if you can't control the line of scrimmage, more times than not, you're going to lose the game. And the way that you control the line of scrimmage is by running the football because when you run the football, again, it allows you to get things in the passing game that you want. And they were hugely out of whack, you know. Four running back, six running back carries the entire first half. And everybody's like, oh, you know, well, they had minus yards. Well, when you run the football, it's a matter of commitment, okay? The same way that you committed to throwing the ball 25-plus times, and I'm saying 25 because Jalen Hurts ran the ball 10 other times mm -hmm. in the first half, and we don't know how many of those were call runs and how many were scrambles, you know. But if you commit to throwing the ball that, that amount, you have to have, have the same commitment to running the football even if you're not having success because when a defense gets to a place where they know you're not going to try to run the football, you make the game one-dimensional for them so much more than they make it one-dimensional by stopping you from running the football. And at what point right now do you think Nick Sirianni takes over the play calling? Because last week, Sean Desai made the defensive adjustments. We have not seen a game so far this season where Brian Johnson has adjusted and it really showed here tonight. Do you think that Nick Sirianni might have to step in at some point? D-Gun, I'll go with you. If they have the same offensive output against Miami, that may be in the conversation. Absolutely. Um, because I, I, as I said earlier in this show, you went into this game going up against the Jets defense that was giving up a buck 46 a game. Now, we also included the fact that this was a Jets defense that finished in the top five last year in the NFL, but a defense that was stressed this year because of the quarterback play and, the, and the, the consistency of the offense turning the ball back over, forcing the defense back on the field. But why didn't you run the ball against this defense? Running the ball 22 times compared to putting it up in the air 45 times makes no sense. We've had discussions about Brian Johnson's play, play calling before. We thought he had figured it out last week. Now here we are talking about it uh, as, as a hot topic, and rightfully so. If it looks extremely bad, not just against Miami, because 
I don't think Nick Sirianni would pull the plug on him after the Miami game mm-hmm. if it was bad. But if you have two more games, let's say the Miami game and a game after that, then Nick Sirianni has to sit back and say, all right, things are slowly unraveling in the wrong direction. I've got to try to reel them in. It's Nick Sirianni's offense. You know, he's the one that brought it here. That's the reason why he got the job. He wowed Jeff Lurie, so on and so forth. This is his signature. And obviously he wants it run a certain way, the way Shane Steichen ran it a year ago. If that's not the case, then Nick Sirianni has to step in. We've seen coaches who are offensive-minded head coaches do this thing before. It's not out of the question, but you also wonder how much does it affect Brian Johnson down the road in terms of his role with his team and his prospects of getting head coaching job somewhere else. A tough game here today. Eagles no longer undefeated. And, Seth, a few weeks back you said that you're not too worried about Miami. You look at this offense right now. If it comes down to a shootout, are you worried? Because right now, if I have to be honest with everybody, I'm terrified of Miami next week, especially if they play like they did tonight. Or do you think it's a one-hit wonder in terms of the Eagles never playing this bad again this season? Listen, coming off of a game like this, you know, not only will they be inspired, but they'll be motivated. There's no doubt they're playing against a high-powered offense. It looked like today um, they were losing the game early. Who did they play today? Carolina, they were losing 14-7. So so they were losing the game early, and then they pulled even, and then they went up by seven. The next thing you know, they, they posted 42 points in the game. So that tells you that they're explosive offensively. Um... I can't wait to begin to break down what Miami does. I want to see um, possession-wise how many possessions they had today because this is another one of these teams where the run game, in my opinion, guys, is going to be important next week for the Philadelphia Eagles because they have to minimize the amount of possessions that the Miami Dolphins has in this game. If they have double-digit possessions or more it's going to be very very difficult for the Eagles to match them that means that every single time that they get the ball they're going to have to score and the Eagles are not a patient offense they're not the type of offense that says hey you know we're going to take what you give us until we can get what they what we want no they they get tired and they get you know kind of impatient sometimes and then they start to force the ball down the field and in my opinion that's where they get themselves in trouble run the ball stay in third and manageable situations Move the chains. Make sure that you're eating up clock, that you don't give them multiple, 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 multiple possessions in this game because you don't want to get in a, in a shootout like this. You've got your, your secondary is banged up and injured, okay? you got your starting linebacker is back for the first game. I'm trying to figure out, let's see statistically, what did he do today? I would venture to say not a whole lot. N'Kobe um, Dean, three total tacks tackles okay four well four four total um you know you got all of this going on and you got to figure out a way how to tamp down the high-powered offense that this is and the problem is they can run the football too you know and when they can run the football and they can turn around and get into their their play action game that's where they're most most dominant you know the eagles have got to figure out how they can get back to some of that themselves What's the adjustment if Lane Johnson can't play next week? He probably will be a little bit limited in practice. I know that Jalen Hurts was so close to MVP this season, but when you look at this offensive line right now, it's a completely different team without Lane Johnson. D-Gun, I'll go to you because you were talking that the next 
x-rays were negative. But at this point right now, you may or may not have Lane Johnson. He may be 50%. Is this more on Jalen Hurts to say, I'm the leader, let's figure this out? Does Brian Johnson need to step up? Because you can't have the same mistakes on the O-line with or without Lane Johnson next week. No, this is not, starts with uh, Jeff Stout. This is on Jeff Stout. Um, he's got to figure out who's best suited uh, to play that right tackle spot if Lane Johnson can't go. And right now, Jack Driscoll is their primary option. We don't even know if Tyler Steen is ready yet, you know, because right. they've also cross-trained him to play a number of positions along the offensive line. But granted, he is a rookie, and you're going to thrust him in a situation like that to play a, a team like Miami, you know, where, where his mistakes be, be even more magnified than a, a veteran like a Jack Driscoll. So as we sit here right now, the options are very limited in terms of what they can do. You know, I, I said on this show, I said, you know, I saw, I saw this Jack Driscoll act a year ago, and it was not a, a pretty good act. And sure enough, it turns out to be the same case today. Now, if anybody can coach up the next man up to get them ready for a big game, it's Jeff Stoutman. So I'm going to give Jeff Stoutman all the benefit I can possibly give him that whether it is Driscoll or whoever they decide to put over there is going to be ready to go. And as crazy as it is to say the positives of this defense right now, there are so many guys that have gone down three to four in the secondary here tonight. And Sean Desai is consistently adjusting right now. Jalen Carter was out to start this game. So was Darius Slay. Seth, I know you're a defensive guy. The overall rating so far on this defense at this point of the season, it didn't go their way tonight, but you guys all mentioned it. It wasn't the defense's game to blame. Well, absolutely not. I mean, I think the defense has played – as about as well as it could play, you know, they rank um, as probably the top run defense in the National Football League this year after, you know, ranking somewhere around 17, 18, giving up 120 something yards per game. Um, they started off the season, you know, giving up 300 yards the first three games of the season. They brought that number down systematically over time. Um, you know, they started off the beginning of the season averaging over the first three or four games right around, I want to say, you know, two turnovers per game. And I said back then, you know, the offense can and the special teams, they, yeah, they can count on that now. Mm -hmm. But what I do know is that those things, those turnovers, they come in, they come in bunches, they come in droves. And then sometimes, you know, you got these periods where, you know, it's, you don't get any at all. Um, so defensively, I think that Sean Desai has done about as good a job as he could do. You know, you got these young guys that are moving out, playing out of position, trying to figure out, you know, what your slot corner is going to look like after losing your top two guys at that position. You know, he's just constantly in protection mode, and he's constantly in this mode of trying to figure out how you, he can call as aggressive a game as he can with the pieces that he's been given, you know. If he's got a full complement, you know, there's no doubt that they can do a lot of different things with the pass rush that they have. But, you know, to John McMullen's, you know, point, he's constantly trying to figure out how he can protect these young guys. It's hard to call defense that way, you know, when you got a guy, you're not sure whether he can get it done or not. Now I'm going to go down the line here to all of you guys. Is this a fluke loss? Is just the games happen in the NFL that are bad? Or are you really concerned? Because for me right now, I feel like last week was the first week I could say they actually truly won that game. Every other week to me, it was a win is a win. Personally, I'm a little bit concerned, especially with the schedule coming up. We'll go down the line, though, because I know you guys have debated this a little bit. But where are you at right now for this Eagles team going forward? For me, it comes down to the injuries. You know, and I said at the beginning of the season, um, you know, a lot of this team's success 
is going to depend on how healthy they can stay. Um, you know, Lane Johnson's a big one. You know, the mess that they have in the secondary is, is a big deal because you can, you can rush the passer as great as you want to rush the passer, but when the, the coverage isn't synced up with the pass rush, it's almost, it's, it's almost like it's almost an oxymoron, you know. And now, you know, you got a situation where your quarterback has played probably the worst game that he's played, you know, since his second year as, you know, his first year as a starter two years ago. Um, what's the bounce back look like? Um, I've got confidence that this team, you know, isn't trending in a negative direction, that they'll get it together. But I just feel like on the defensive side of the ball, they've got a lot to overcome because they're about to play, you know, probably three of the four top offensive teams in the National Football League over the next five to six weeks. And you need to be at full strength. So if you don't have all your pieces where you need them, you know, it, it's going to be touch and go. It really is. And then can you identify – can you say who you are offensively? You know, are you going to keep going in these situations where you want to run the ball, want to throw the ball, I should say, instead of just living in who you truly are is a great running football team that can throw the ball off the run, or are you just going to force the issue because that's what the numbers say? The numbers said tonight, as a 29th-ranked run defense, they should have been running the football. But they came out against the 14th, you know, ranked pass defense, and they tried to throw the ball on every single down. Made no sense to me whatsoever. Degon, how about you? Miami, rematch Washington, Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, San Francisco, Seattle, Dallas again. They're going to lose a few more of those games. That's mm -hmm. the reality of football as we know it. They're going to lose some more players along the way. That's just the reality of football the way it is. How they go about their business is what will be intriguing. If they play more games like this, then we're going to critique them even harder. But if they get back to playing the kind of football that we know that they can play, and if they still lose a foot, they just lost to the better team on that particular night. You know, that's just, that's just the way it is. The health issue to me is the biggest factor with this team. It's bad enough you, you, you went into the season with a lot of different unproven commodities within a, an unproven defensive coordinator's commodities right from the, from the ground. Now you're dealing with patchworking a, a defense because it's being decimated and nicked up by injuries. And oh, by the way, it seems to be happening right at the heart of this schedule, which we all knew was coming. You know, so how does Deshaun decide, Matt Patricia, with his experience, how does he lend a helping hand to try to stabilize this thing? The trench warfare will take care of itself. Even if they lose one or two of their guys, the guys in the trenches are going to be stout because of that rotation. It's the guys on the back end, and I'm going to say the back seven, meaning the four DBs and the three linebackers. How they defend the pass game is going to determine a lot because the teams I just mentioned are teams that are going to put the football up in the air. Mike, is health uh, the only concern to you? I am not concerned. Uh, yeah, I'm only concerned about how tough the schedule gets. So, mm -hmm. yeah, they're going to lose a couple games. Uh, I just wish that they, they would coach smarter on offense. Like, I, I didn't understand their, their game plan today. This sets point about not running the football. But, you know, you're talking about a secondary that was down to their fourth and fifth guys with mm -hmm. no Sauce Gardner out there. And they're playing a zone that allow you to, to take short patterns. I, I just don't understand why they don't attack that sometimes. You know. Uh, A.J. Brown, who, who, by the way, set an Eagles record 
four straight uh, 125 plus uh, games. So that's pretty significant. He got nine targets. He should have got 15. That slant against that zone should have been deadly. Get the ball out of your hand quick. Yeah. I don't understand why they don't adjust to certain things that they see that a team is already weakened in the secondary, has to survive in the zone. I, sometimes that befuddles me. So I, I think they got it, they coach smarter on offense with that coordinator. And the only concern is they're playing really tough teams. But they're still like they're the second best team in the NFC. Yeah. So I'm still okay with that. It is crazy to think that right now. And I do like your guys' point of it just happens in football because coming into this game, seeing the 49ers lose, you say, okay, the Eagles can really show that they're the only undefeated team in the NFL. But they just lost to the Browns. The Eagles fall to the Jets. These things happen just a little bit. But going back to the offensive side of the ball here, you look at this offense, and they have the skills everywhere on the field. You have Jalen Hurts, who honestly in the first half of that game, in my opinion, was the best physically we've seen him all throughout this year. He was scrambling out of the pocket, making these magician throws, and then somehow towards the end that confidence kind of goes back on him. And Farzee brought up a great point is his mental state when he turned that ball over late in the game. It wasn't something we've really seen his whole entire football career. So right now, if you're Jalen Hurts at this point, are you talking to Nick Sirianni? Are you talking to the offensive coordinator and Brian Johnson? Because something's got to change a little bit. I get they have these offensive weapons, but running the ball throughout this season with DeAndre Swift has really helped them. They've got to figure out how to incorporate it a little bit more. What do you want to see out of the gate starting next week? Do you want to see DeAndre Swift having as many touches as he did earlier in the year, or do you trust that offense and Jalen Hurts to air the ball out and get that confidence back? See, I... I I felt like this year was the year where Jalen was going to evolve into the complete quarterback. And when I talk about the complete quarterback, this is what I mean. I want to see Jalen Hurts play quarterback from the pocket. Mm -hmm. And then when everything else breaks down, use your athleticism to make a play. Okay? Learn how to play quarterback from the pocket. And he's shown in the past that he could do that. I think that defeated look that you saw in his face was more of a confused look so much more so than it was a defeated look, you know. And I think we kind of saw that look on his face early in the season when they were showing him some coverages and he thought he saw one thing, but he was really seeing something else. Well, guess what? Team's got six games worth of tape right now, and they're going to be able to dissect it all and figure out what it is that's confusing Jalen Hurts that he's not able to figure out. It's up to Brian Johnson, it's up to Nick Sirianni, and it's up to Jalen Hurst to figure out those coverages that are confusing him because there's nothing new under the sun. They're not doing anything that, you know, a, a quarterback D-gun has never seen before. Right. You know, they've just got to figure out how to, how to get him to see it in game, to dissect it and know what the adjustment is and where he should go with the ball as far as that defense is concerned. So I'm not worried about it, Caleb. My, my, my concern is I'm not worried about him because I believe that he'll figure it out. But I think the coaching staff has to help him figure out, okay, when I'm seeing something and I'm not understanding what it is, okay, I can't wait a quarter, two quarters, or the halftime to figure it out. You guys have got to have an answer for me. You got to help me understand what I'm seeing. You got all these coaches up in the booth and all these coaches down on the sideline and they're running coverages. And you mean to tell me that somebody can't decipher mm -hmm. how to attack it and what to do with it? That, that's, that's a problem to me. You got to help your quarterback out. I think one of the biggest things, too, and I said this on the halftime show, is that 
Brian Johnson has to make these adjustments during the halftime break like Sean Desai did a week ago. We haven't seen that so far yet. It would be great to see it against Miami, to be honest. I would absolutely love to see that. But at this point right now, we haven't seen Brian Johnson do just that. And listen, they've got a really tough schedule coming up, but I do not want to see on the last play of a game when you have over a minute left to go one more time of Jalen Hurts airing it down the field to Devontae Smith in double coverage. You have to make smarter play calls in that situation. I think they'll be fine, but I don't think Brian Johnson has this huge leash right now that he can go off of. He's got to prove himself, and it has to be soon. Mm. All righty. That uh, hey, does quick, it like, for the like, uh, diamond look, debate. Look, look, look real quick. I got to ask, because she gets to ask all the questions. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what was more shocking to you? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Watching the Eagles play the way they play tonight, or having to listen to us engage in a heated discussion. <laughs> <laughs> well, the heated discussion is really entertaining all the time. I was listening over there, and you guys are going back and forth, and you make great points as well. Uh, it was more shocking to me, though, how the Eagles played. I mean, not scoring at all in the second half. I predicted them winning 24-14. to 14, So you guys are super entertaining, but I was more shocked <laughs> that the Eagles did play the way they did, especially in the second half. Oh, we're, uh, here, we're here to amuse you. <laughs> 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 all right, you met Mark Forzett is coming back with us. Gonna tell us about the great charity we're involved with and who's in the lead with this big contest that we're running. Instead, we're going to talk to also that Dr. Bruce is coming. A lot of injuries we have to talk about. Guys that got injured in this game and uh, people that may be coming back that are still on the shelf. And this Lane Johnson thing is a very precarious situation. It is the Pond of Hockey Eagles post game show from Motion Casino, and we're back after that. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years, she had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Some say courage is something you're born with. Others say courage is something you find. In every generation throughout history, courage has been celebrated, sought after, needed. It holds the potential for a life of impact. But what if courage isn't just something you hope for or stumble upon? What if courage is something that can be shaped at a place that inspires you, where leaders invest in you, your community believes in you, and your life becomes something bigger than it could ever be alone. 
football and Hooters, the perfect pair. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. All right, welcome back to the Pond the Hockey Eagles postgame show live from Ocean Casino. I'm Mike Missanelli, and oof. The Eagles lose 20-14 to today. Terrible finish to this game. There's no way to get around it. Uh, and uh, so we're going to continue to talk about it. We're bringing Mark Farsetta back to extend the play. But first, Farsi, before we extend the play with you here, tell us about the great charity we're involved with here, Jacob Media, and the big contest that we have going on with, I believe, me still leading the contest. <laughs> yeah, last I checked, you are uh, still have a handle. You're in the lead handily, all right, uh, when it comes to uh, – Text the word SCORE for EBOD. That's E-B-O-D, the E-B-O-D Foundation. Text the word SCORE to 833-202-9835. That's 833-202-9835. You could text these promo codes, Team Miss, Team Seth, Team Gun, and Team Farzy. Text the word SCORE to that number and also that promo code so you could get a vote for your team to take the lead and also give a vote to hopefully overtake and overthrow Mike Missanelli. Who is far in the lead right now? Now, EBOD is a great charity that we have linked up here with the Jacob Media Channel to combat Alzheimer's as well as dementia. This is for the score for a cure charity event that we are taking part of right now for the big game sweepstakes. And once again, you can text the word SCORE for the big game sweepstakes for the big game. You know what I'm talking about. 833-202-9835 with those promo codes, and you can vote. Now, this comes down to top golf. This comes down to our overall golfing ability and which team will eventually win to help put somebody in and at the stands for the big game. Yeah, my extended family voting many times, apparently, <laughs> to keep me in the lead here. So, uh, uh, Mark, I would like to extend the play of the final drive, frankly. <laughs> that's that's what I would like to extend the play about, yeah. but I know you have your uh, different ideas. Well, I, it's not so much extending. I, I don't even like going with the offensive side of things, and when you have a guy like A.J. Brown, though, that is in the midst of putting up some historic numbers, I think you got to go with him. So it's not necessarily extending the play as much as it is consenting, uh, extending the streak. As of right now, only four different wide receivers have had 100 receiving yard games in four consecutive games. Terrell Owens is one of those guys. Mike Quick is another. And A.J. Brown today with another 100-plus yard performance through the air extended that streak now. So I have to give him his props where props are due. And you might say that maybe, Mike, I know you mentioned this before, he has that A.J.I. Jalen Hurts might have that A.J.I. leaning in that direction one too many times. Well, it seems to be the go-to guy right now. I'm not going to hold it against A.J. Brown for being that go-to guy for this offense week in and week out. He should have had more of the A.J. I today. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, that slant is unstoppable, especially against his own. Well, I, that was also on the final drive, right? Just, yeah, and he I, was I pissed I, off. I shake my head. And, you know, Dallas Goddard did have five catches that they targeted him eight times. But I mean, there's another guy against that zone I think could have been effective. I don't know, Seth. What do you think? Hey, listen, I, I'm telling you, you know, you, you got to think about zones in two, two ways. You know, when guys just drop the landmarks, that's one way. The other thing is when guys drop but yet match up to guys in their area. So you might think that a guy is open because they're landmarking it. And a lot of times it's just one of those situations where, you know, the guy matches up and you think he's open, but he's really not. The other thing, too, is, you know, the ability of, to, to identify zones 
and instead of when you're running crossing routes, sitting down in zones instead of continuing to go across in zones. Um, you see it all the time, you know, where that's, that's the coaching point. Like, if I'm a flat player and I got a hook player, there's a hole here. If there's a hook player here and a hook player here, there's a hole here. So when you get behind the linebackers and you're able to sit down, you don't keep running, running into the linebacker. You sit down in between. You sit down in the gaps. And you got to have routes that are set up that way or you're coaching your players, you know, to sit down in zone concepts so that you can, you know, hit those little short routes, move the chains, you know, and keep drives alive. All right. Well, you know, that's a great answer. So, uh, but, but here's the thing about next week, and, and John McMullen mentioned it. I, I think that a game like this has an effect on a team to go, you know, maybe we've been taking this for granted. And we're up against a really good team, but at home. So I think they're, I, I think they're really going to bounce back. Well, A.J. Brown said as much after the game today. I mean, he talked about last last year when they lost to the Commanders, one of the things that was almost a weight off their shoulders type of situation was we no longer, we no longer have to talk about being perfect anymore. We have to no longer talk about whether or not we're going to go undefeated in 72 Dolphins and all that. So all that goes out the window now. You get a fresh start, and they say this, but this type of game can be what the Commanders game was last year, almost a reset button. Now, the way they responded last week was a game we talked about briefly earlier. Last year they came out and they lost to the Commanders. Then they went out and they struggled against the Indianapolis Colts for three quarters worth of football. They're not going to be able to struggle for three quarters worth of football against Miami Dolphins coming up next Sunday. So that's a yeah. little bit of an issue right there. But if you're going to look at this, as we said earlier, with any bit of a, not a silver lining, but if you're looking at this to be a little extra added motivation for next year, or next week, excuse me, it certainly is going to be that. All right, let's get into our game balls now. And this might be a difficult decision. If you know, we, do we have to pick an eagle for game balls? Anyway, game balls are brought to us by the great people of Colony Pools. Flywithcolony.com is their website. Let Colony Pools power wash your home right now because the homes are grimy as you get into the fall season. And also close your pool. you got to close those pools now. Get your Red October pool cover on your or your Kelly Green pool cover. So a couple of great options from Colony Pools. Game balls. Um, all right. Uh, go ahead, D. I'm going to have to give it to A.J. Um, you know, he had a buck 31, four consecutive games, over 125 yards receiving. That one catch he made on the deep throw over his shoulder to keep his body under control, keep his feet in, the one that was under review and it turned out to be a catch, which it should have been, you know, that's typical A.J. Brown. Wasn't many shining moments in this offense in this game today, but I thought A.J. stood out among the rest. Seth, who you got? You know what, man? Gosh. I'm going to give it, believe it or not, I'm going to give it to the defense today. The defense gave up 244 total yards, okay, on 11 drives. That's 4.1 yard per. Um, 155 net yards passing and 89 yards on the ground on 21 carries. Um, under normal circumstances, that's enough to win you the football game if your offense steps up and does what it needs to do. Hard for me to look at the offensive side of the ball and give anyone a game ball on that side of the ball when you have a situation where, you know, you turn the ball over five, four times and you lose a football game to a team that you shouldn't even be in the same stadium with. You know, they should have scored 40 points on this team today. All right, Farsi, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy I went with earlier. I'm going to ride Hassan Reddick. 
I mean, this has been a guy that ever since he has been 100% healthy coming back and been able to use that other hand, he has been the monster patrolling the backfield since we have seen him as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles and beyond, still what is with the Cardinals and with the Panthers as well. I mean, you're talking about a guy now five and a half sacks in the last three games, all five and a half sacks coming without that cast on his hand. He continues to wreak havoc on quarterbacks and whether or not he's a guy you could bank on, whether or not he's a guy you could rely on, whether or not he's a guy who could dominate defensively, he definitely deserves a game ball from me. I am totally in agreement with you. I had to go defense like Seth said. And Hassan had five tackles today, two for losses and two and a half sacks, and he is really revving it up. But if I if, if I had to go to the other side, Quincy Williams was a monster for the Jeez. Jets today. Oh he really goodness. was. Not Quinton, Quincy, his brother, 12 tackles uh, and one tackle for law. He was all over the field, and he got that fumble uh, recovery. So there's our game balls. All right, we got some injuries to talk about now uh, because there's a lot of guys that got hurt in this game and a lot of guys on the shelf that missed this game. Let's bring in Dr. Bruce Grossinger for the report on this. Uh, Dr. Bruce, give us the lowdown because we saw a bunch of guys limp out of here, uh, Lane Johnson being the biggest one, Bradley Roby, uh, of course, Slay and Sidney Brown didn't play, a couple other guys. Uh, give, us the, give us the lowdown, the rundown on the, your injury report. The biggest concern, obviously, is Lane Johnson. The two favorable factors are that, if you recall, Lane in 2020 had the tightrope surgery, and all of that problem with the collapsed foot was on the opposite side. His torn, act, his torn adductor last year was repaired. Why am I saying it's favorable? The x-rays are negative. There's no fractures. Okay, there's no toe fracture, no ankle fracture. That's good. Also, he walked off the field. And I think using an abundance of caution, we'll know more tomorrow. So I think there's, there's no way to really speculate how long he'll be out. But as a Hall of Fame right tackle, obviously, that's, a big, uh, that's your biggest loss there. Now, let, There's let, me also stay, let, me, let me stay on lane for a second because I'm concerned about next week. Now, if you remember, they, they really fixed him up, taped him up to, to make that playoff start that he had when he had that problem. Uh, would, they, would they side on the side of caution to miss this regular season game for next week, do you think? I think you have to. Given his age and given his importance to the team, I think that, you know, if he even has a grade one ankle strain, he'll probably be out next week. And uh, it's a shape. The Dolphins are such a, a, a great team. You know, Tua is one of the you know most fiery players, and I think it's, it it doesn't set up well, especially with Jack Driscoll. But knowing the importance of Lane, I don't. I can't imagine they would rush him back. Uh, let's ask about Jalen Carter real quick. I asked about this doctor. Of course, he has the ankle injury, so there's a lot of concerns here in Philadelphia about whether or not he'll be ready to go. There was some speculation as to whether or not this was a playoff game, whether or not he'd be up and ready to play for that type of game against the New York Jets. I think the decision was, uh, maybe he could take a week off. That turned out uh, fatal. Uh, but when it comes to a guy like Jalen Carter, what have you heard about his injury, and what can we expect going forward? I heard exactly what you did. I heard that he just had a minor ankle strain, and this is precautionary. So I expect, uh, I expect him to be back. I also expect Slay, who has a minor ankle, I'm sorry, minor knee strain. I expect both of them to be back next week. It'll be all hands on deck. So I'm optimistic about Jalen Carter. And obviously, they need him and, uh, and Jordan Davis. They need the two big towers, along with Fletch, against Tua because um, that, that team's got three incredible uh, weapons on offense. Doc, my concern on the defensive side of the ball is Reed Blankenship. Now, he left the game with a rib injury. Um, any report on how severe or, or non-severe this injury actually is? Did they err on the side of caution, or is this something that the Eagles are going to have to be worried about? Well, 
I heard that, and I spoke to John McMullen, I texted with him. I heard that the x-rays were negative, so this is not a rib fracture. This is not an Aaron Rodgers clavicular fracture. This is probably just a rib strain. He really got shellacked, packed and stacked, blindsided, and, um, and I'm, I'm sure he's going to be icing his ribs. And with ribs, it's typically a matter of pain control. So I'm cautiously optimistic that uh, Blankenship, one of the quarterbacks of the defense, uh, will be back, I'm, I'm hoping so at least. The other guys, Eli Ricks and Roby, excuse me, Bradley Roby, back up. You can see how this uh, the secondary is really banged up, and they've really lost. They've lost Maddox for the year. Slay was out, so they, they were down five DBs tonight, so that's significant. Hey, Doc, when you look at the uh, Eli Ricks injury in particular, you saw how he planted that foot and that knee just bowed. When you see something like that, what is the initial concern? Well, I'm, I'm worried about an ACL tear. You know, anytime there's uh, an instability, an ACL really is uh, a ligament that stabilizes the knee. So when the knee slides forward and you see bowing, an unnatural bowing, you worry about that. And um, you won't really know until tomorrow when they do the MRI. So that, that was of great concern, and I, I share that, D-Gun. Did you notice anything tonight, Doctor, from N'Kobe Dean, who was obviously back out there getting a lot of snaps today? Uh, one of the things that we all know about him, he's supposed to be quick, he's supposed to have speed. Those two things didn't look like they were particularly there for him today uh, with the foot injury and coming back from it. Did he look a little bit different to you? And what's that kind of grace period going to look like in terms of him getting back to being 100% when it comes to that foot? I think he was a little tentative. You know, I, I don't think he had 100% confidence in his running. He did have, as you mentioned, three tackles. I heard him interviewed after the game, um, and, and he sounded like he was okay. He was healthy, and um, he was the first person to step up to the podium and, and take a count. So I think you'll see a lot from the Kobe. He's, uh, he's really the quarterback, particularly with those two uh, Georgia defensive linemen. So it's his, first, it's his first day back. I expect better next week. All right, sounds good. Doc, thanks for the info. We appreciate it. Dr. Bruce Grossinger joins us every week with the injury report on the Pond Hockey Eagles postgame show. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and, uh, well, put a cap on this. Very disappointing 2014 loss. The Eagles are no longer undefeated. Uh, and uh, I'm Mike Misnelli with Derek Gunn, Seth Joyner, Mark Farzetta, uh, Kayla Santiago. We're back after this to close it down. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the ahs. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Champions on three. One, two, three. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Stream on a Roku, a Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. Watch Action News Live. And the big story on Action News. Plus special programming, breaking news, and severe weather updates. Tremendous amounts of rain. Always on. Always the news team you trust. Watch 6ABC 24-7 on your streaming device. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. All righty, it is the Pond the Hockey Eagles postgame show. We are now in the final drive in this segment presented by Rafferty Subaru. Uh, listen, you're going to check out So Good Now. It's a nonprofit supported heavily by the, the Rafferty family, nonprofit charity, So, S-O-W, Good Now. All right, so as we wrap up this final Eagles segment here. Don't forget to tune in to our buddy Mark Farzetta tomorrow night for the Phillies postgame show. That's right. The Phil's Diamondbacks start tomorrow night. Farzee will be there with you for the pregame, the, the postgame, and, uh, and on the Jacob Media YouTube channel, of course. I, got to, I, I was telling D-Gun, I got the Phil's in five. Phil's in five? I yeah. mean, that's pretty much what they've been doing throughout their, uh, their history here in the NLCS uh, over the last couple of years. So, yeah. I got him in that as well. It's funny you say uh, that. Yeah, you got the right. pitching matchup lined up perfectly. Diamondbacks, nice spunky team. They're about to run out of gas. They, their two starting pitchers have to beat at, at in Philadelphia. They have to beat Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola. They don't have a three or four, so I, I'll give them five games. But, all right, let's wrap up this game. 20-14, to 14, you know how I feel about it. You guys feel, you know, hey, listen, there are a lot of things happening in this game that you can fault. And no, they weren't going to go undefeated, and things like this happened. And meanwhile, I look, I, I've focused on the quarterback's horrible decision to get picked off, which allowed the Jets to actually score the winning touchdown. So, uh, how are we feeling now that we've done almost two hours of a show? Um, lesson well learned. They have been riding on borrowed time for a lot of games this season. You look at the games they played, uh, at least three of the first five games, they could have lost those games. But, uh, Lady Luck shined brightly on them. Wasn't the case in this game. The big difference is who's healthy moving forward, especially now that you've hit the teeth of your schedule. That's going to be huge for this team. But I think Jalen Hurst will sit down. Uh, I'm sure he's seething right now over the mistakes he made in this game. 
He will sit down and look at the film with Nick Sirianni by himself, Brian Johnson. They will look at the negatives, try to eliminate those, and come up with many more to positives, and hopefully come out with a better balanced game plan moving forward. Seth? You know, I'm a big proponent of how you win football games as well as how, you know, if you win football games. And, you know, it's easy to fall into, you know, the trap of, you know, oh, we just found a way to win. You know, it's hard to win in the NFL, you know, so we got to find a way to win when we win football games. I think the teams who have Super Bowl aspirations, they know how to win each and every week. Now, that does, I'm not saying that the Eagles don't know how to win. I just have not liked the way that they've won games, you know. But it's hard to point those things out when a team is 5-0, and you know. So you just kind of sit back and you ride the wave of, oh, well, you know, they're figuring out ways to win. It's a wake-up call right now for this football team. Because if you can lose to this football team, the New York Jets, the, in the fashion that you lost today, you've got to look yourself in the mirror, every guy on that roster and every coach on that roster, and ask yourself, what do we have to do to turn this thing around? What do we have to do to get back to being dominant in all phases of the game? And if they, they, if they can do that, then I think they can right the ship. If they can't figure out, like D. Gunn said, you know, how to be balanced on the offensive side and get out of this pass, pass, pad, you, pass mentality, you know, and get healthy on the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be a long second half to the season or, or you know, last two-thirds to the season, if you will. Um, but I get the sense that, you know, you got enough leadership, you got enough good players, um, you have the right mindset, the right mentality, the right mix of guys on this football team that you can do that. You know, me believing that they can do that doesn't amount to a hill of beans. They got to figure out how to get it done. I think I continue to be impressed with this, what this team does defensively. And you're starting to now see guys come around. You got N'Kobe Dean back. Didn't look particularly great today, but hopefully this is just the beginning of what's going to be a very nice road ahead for him. But offensively speaking, you talk about getting on that same page. And I think Sean decide defensively has answered the question as to whether or not he could be a good defensive coordinator in the league, especially with this Eagles football team. I think he's answered that with a yes exclamation point. I think we have a lot of questions remaining about Brian Johnson, the type of play caller he could be at the NFL level. You're going to go up against a team that you're probably going to have to get in a shootout against and make sure you're clicking on all cylinders. So for me, I think the biggest question still is not Jalen Hurts. I agree that it was a bad play at the end of the game that ended it for the Eagles, essentially, and then also bad decisions in the final possession. However... The bigger question for me is whether or not Brian Johnson is a good enough offensive play caller to help this team win football games when it matters most. You know, it kind of lost in the shuffle. The Eagles did have a pretty substantial drive of the game in this game, and it was an 18 play, uh, 19 play. The 19th play is when they got in. 19 play drive, they gave him a 7 nothing lead in the first quarter where Jalen Hurts looked like he was stopped, uh, and uh, it looked like Zacchaeus pulled the ball out of his uh, out of his own quarterback's hands, and you know, of course that's not allowed for time. But they reviewed it and said he had he had broken the plane. And you know we we didn't even talk about that. And had they won, we probably would have been talking about yeah, that yeah. as the drive of the game, right? I mean, you don't see many 19 play drives in the National Football League that consumed almost the entire first quarter. But that just shows you the capability of what this offense can do. They control they can control their des- own destiny at any given moment. It's about the execution. On that particular drive, the execution was where it was needed to be. Much of the game, it was not. All right. Time but the, to question, but the yeah. question is, you know, will they get to a point where they have the patience to operate that way? And, and win ugly when you have to win ugly. 
you know, in my opinion, they lost patience today the same way we've seen them lose patience in week one and week two. You know, you're going to have these games where, yeah, you're going to have the explosive plays and everything's going to go as planned, but you're also going to have these games where you're going to have to win ugly. That means that you're going to have to take the five yards in the flat, mm -hmm. the three yards in a cloud of dust, the tush push and get the first down, do it again and again and again and again until you can either get in the end zone or you produce, produce points by Jake Elliott, you know, not missing a 30-something-yard field goal. But if they, if they don't get to a point where they can be patient, you know, it can wind up biting them in the behind again. And they don't seem to me like an offense, like a head coach, a coordinator, or a quarterback that can be really patient that All way. All right, well, we'll see where this goes because yeah. right now they enter the gauntlet. Miami next week, then at the Commanders. They played them tough the first time. And then Dallas at Kansas City, Buffalo. 49ers, Dallas. So we'll see how this all works out with the big schedule just really, you know, just kind of absorbing them at this point. For Derek Gunn, Seth Joyner, Mark Farzetta, Kayla Santiago, I'm Mike Missanelli. Thanks for staying up and listening and watching the Pond La Hockey Eagles postgame show live from Ocean Casino. Have a great rest of the night, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. My name's Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you're having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Go for the win. 
go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles.